0: Can you be quiet please thank
1: you welcome to pirate radio live
0: i just think we were prepared you know one thing my uh my trainer he told me he said what did he say he just told us to be prepared <sighs> it was, it was like, wait, 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 in girl, the men's section girl shirt button on the other side yes, yes.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> figured it out. is wearing a girl shirt Gosh, it's, it's, me, it's, me. A man, it's a me a man's a god see hornets how about those friggin' pirates? There's local politics, bud. Boom, 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 now let me you say well.
3: You are terrible! Let's stop playing that song!
1: Clip, hey man, good to see you, brother. Did not flub at all. Send it in. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock.
4: Welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, online, PR927FM.com and watch the show be a part of the show on facebook live and youtube we want you to be a part of today's program what is on your mind what are you looking forward to in the sports world here locally and beyond it is game night in greenville as the pirates will take on the tulane green wave coming up tonight late night mengees coliseum nine o'clock tip off for ecu and Tulane. We will talk about that one today from the Pirate perspective and from the Green Wave perspective. Our old buddy Corey Glore will be joining us in the Pirate Radio studios coming up about an hour from now. So looking forward to catching up with Corey, previewing tonight's game, and uh, seeing how our old friend is uh, is up to these days. Corey and I go set to join us coming up at four o'clock. Before we get to those gentlemen, we'll talk to a Scooter, Scott Rogers. He was on the call yesterday as East Carolina was shellacked by the Duke Blue Devils. One to forget about. Unfortunately, we can't do that. We have to talk about it. We will. We'll also preview the upcoming Keith LeClaire Classic coming up this weekend. A huge weekend of baseball going on at Clark LeClaire Stadium. We'll talk about that with Scoots McGoots uh, coming up in about 30 minutes. And at 5 o'clock, Patrick Mason will join us. We were hoping to have a different Mason on. Mason Garcia was scheduled to appear, but um was notified not that long before the show that we'll have to reschedule with Mason Garcia as a conflict, so we will not talk to the pirate quarterback unfortunately today on the program. Was looking forward to it, had prepared, um had got the clip ready from the fifth quarter where the guy thought he was Italian. Uh, But we'll have to do that at a later date, unfortunately. So uh, no Mason Garcia today. Hope to get him on soon. But we will hear from uh, another Mason, Patrick Mason. And, man, I'd gotten a lot of good questions from folks on Twitter to ask Mason Garcia. I guess we'll just ask those to Patrick Mason now. Uh, coming up in hour number three. We'll open up the booty bag. Got a giveaway for you. We'll also have our Flight by Yingling ECU practice report. Hear what Mike Schwartz had to say, uh, his final media appearance before the game against Tulane tonight. Uh, It feels a bit empty here because uh, Shirley Rhodes isn't here, which is always scary because that means I'm the adult in the room. A lot of pressure on me and i just feel like as long as shirley's here the walls of the building won't fall down without her i'm now the one to hold up those walls and here to help me hold up those walls is the man of chan chandler honeycutt hello chandler
0: hey clipper good to see you buddy happy wednesday
4: happy wednesday how you feeling in there all alone
0: it's weird it's it's very weird this is the first time i've had to operate both audio and video but guess what i'm ready to take on the challenge
4: yeah you are a guy that does not shy away from the challenge no I, you'll get dirty if you have to
0: yes i take it on uh full speed
4: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so you will be handling uh both audio video and ch- uh, a co-host on the show as well
0: yeah why not i was telling you uh before the the show today i said it's just gonna be me and you it's just two guys on a show two guys on a show just
4: two guys on the show
0: two wild and crazy guys
4: uh steve hill says clip i don't know i don't
0: know why stinger's not working <laughs> i'm clicking it
4: off to a good start here on this wednesday edition of pirate radio live all right uh let's uh i guess look back at what happened last night as uh chandler continues to hit buttons over there it's up
0: it's on program i don't know why it's not working
4: there's something that you're doing wrong chandler what is it we'll have to diagnose it at some point uh it is official (laughs) here we go Clipper.
0: what happened i don't know okay all right Hey, but guess what? I got it fixed, baby. You did. I that, got
4: it fixed. That is what I want from you today. It might not go right the first or second time around, but in the end, you're going to get it figured out, and we're going uh, to have a great broadcast today. I don't like looking over and see you scratching your temple. Like, hmm, what the What, what do I do? Look, mm. you got a lot of buttons over there, man, sitting in front of you. Mm. You have a lot of control right now. You could shut me down. You could shut the whole you just shut me down just like that. that was a great example and then you could take over you want to do a um a life swap here in a segment today and i'll go over there and you take over no <laughs> all right fine fair enough uh mustache march has begun as it is march the first so uh this is march this is march i'm really excited got my first future in remember last year i had uh I was riding Arkansas to the Final Four. They came up one game short, unfortunately. But my team I had winning at all was the Kansas Jayhawks. They were able to cut them down. I'm not as confident with this team that I was last year uh, with Kansas, but I have uh, put a future out on the UCLA Bruins. Mm. It's a little scary putting a future on a team that can't score but they will lock you down defensively that is mick cronin's mo they have a lot of veteran leadership on that team and some nba talent and uh, i'm gonna go with the boys from la and uh, take ucla i may have uh maybe some others coming up but that is my first of march so excited about that um, we have Italian jokes rolling in. Steve Hill says Mason is doing a ribbon cutting at the new Olive Garden. give, me, give him a rim shot, Chandler? <laughs> Eric says Muscle Marinara, a.k.a. Mason Garcia. That's a great nickname. He was scheduled to make an appearance today for Yeti Spaghetti as well. But I guess he's not showing up, so he said don't feel bad, Clip. So there you go. Get your Italian jokes in. We had a lot of Italian-related questions uh, for Mason that hopefully we can ask him at a later date. All right, uh, boy, what happened last night in Durham, Chandler?
0: Man, I don't know. bats uh, I, I, we didn't have that late uh, inning uh, magic that we had uh, that we've seen uh, a couple of times in the past week against Carolina last Friday night and then on Sunday in the seventh uh you know you got down big you thought maybe there would be one of those innings but there, there just yeah. wasn't so when we uh, left
4: yesterday it was nine nothing in like the sixth inning and I almost tweeted out ecu is going to score five yeah, runs like, in they're
0: going to scratch five runs and everything's going to be okay and we'll be we'll be right back in this uh in this baseball game and uh that just that never happened uh pirates were not able to score a run at all yesterday as they were blanked in durham mm,
4: they were lucky to get hits and uh got three of them yesterday did ecu i don't think
0: he had a hit until what the fifth or sixth inning maybe no uh, it was later
4: than that cam Clanch in the seventh or eighth uh, wow. got one for the uh for ecu jacob starling the star man and cam murphy uh the other pirates to record a hit one person we can blame is johnny stats our guy johnny who had to point out jacob jenkins coward hit streak
0: oh my gosh monday
4: johnny. on the show And, of course, Jacob Jenkins-Cower goes 0 for two strikeouts, and left the bases loaded in a big spot. So that is not uh, Jacob's fault. I'm not taking any blame for that either. That is all on Johnny for pointing that out on Monday. So, Johnny, if you have any more jinx stats, you can uh, keep those to yourself. I love your stats. You bring a lot to the show. You provide a lot of insight. Very helpful. It's, It's great numbers to look at. But if you are going to jinx uh, a pirate or jinx my life or anything in between, you can keep that to yourself. Don't want it, don't bring it here.
0: Yeah, and Pirates had the bases loaded and were not able to capitalize, but the Duke Blue Devils had the bases loaded and that's kind of what kind of opened the floodgates. They were up one to nothing. It was one to nothing for for a little bit there and then they hit a grand slam to make it 5 to nothing in the blink of an eye and the pirates were never able to catch back up
4: yeah uh so uh a bummer yesterday pirates go to oh and two on the midweek five and zero weekend mm-hmm. let's see if that trend continues this weekend when east carolina welcomes in three teams to the keith leclerc classic it'll be indiana on friday long beach state on saturday and georgetown sunday so game one of the LeClaire Classic will be at noon on Friday. Long Beach State versus the Hoyas of Georgetown, Indiana. ECU scheduled for 4.30. Game uh, day two of the LeClaire Classic will begin Saturday at noon. Georgetown versus Indiana. Great 80s basketball matchup there. Uh, ECU-Long Beach State scheduled for 4.30 coming up on Saturday. And then 11.30 a.m., Indiana-Long Beach State and uh georgetown ecu scheduled for three thirty p.m so that is the lineup uh the pirates will be back in a minor league ballpark next tuesday when they face queen's university huh in cannapolis
0: okay cannapolis cannonballers i'm assuming
4: yes i have one of those lids
0: yes i thought you did
4: i just got two lids two uh lids that are on the way
0: is it the ones you showed me the other day
4: i'm very excited about uh, one of them is the – um, I'll I, you know what? I'll just – I'll show them when I get them. But I'm very excited about the two new hats I have coming in. Uh, so, Queens University coming up. They'll actually play two midweek games next week. Queens on Tuesday and at Elon next Wednesday. So, a busy, busy week uh, for the Pirates. We'll talk more Pirate Baseball with Scooter. Scott Rogers coming up in about 20 minutes from now. All right, uh, hoops tonight, Chandler. And, um, sadly, I saw my last home ECU basketball game on Saturday night. I will not be attending tonight. My gosh. I've had good attendance all year.
0: It's been perfect.
4: You know what? In fact, I missed the first game due to uh, scheduling conflict when I was hosting trivia. I'll take that back then. I'm missing tonight's game, and guess what I'll be doing? Hosting trivia. Yeah. So, the first and the last game I will missed... I got everything else in between. I feel good about that. That was a yeah, good basketball that's a, sandwich.
0: That's a great. That's a great um, attendance sandwich there. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to miss you tonight, buddy. And I don't know what I'm going to do by myself in section 213 tonight because both your parents are not going to go. Which yeah. I, I don't blame them. It's going to be nine o'clock tip off tonight, and uh, I'm not too thrilled about that. So, but hopefully the Pirates can get it done tonight against Tulane, the Green Wave. We'll talk about that and preview that with Corey Glore coming up.
4: Yeah, and it's senior night, so Lugie.
0: It will be Lugie and it will be our guy, David Kay. Yeah, two recognized.
4: just great dudes. And yeah. not, I mean, they, the all effort team, whatever you want to say, they yes. give it their all. We always talk about how Lugie makes his minutes matter and just goes 100 miles per hour. How about that follow dunk he almost had against Houston the other night?
0: Went off the back iron. <laughs> I was like, if Lugy, I one I wanted to see Luigi do it for his reaction because you know he was going to do like the head topper or, or do point at point at the guy, but with that crowd the other night, the crowd the Menjis would have been rocking after that uh, after that dunk that attempted dunk. So, but yeah, he's and we talked about he makes his minutes count and he gets a lot of you know great stuff happen on the court that don't show up in the stat sheet. Uh, like, you know, tipping uh, the ball to a rebounder for East Carolina. Uh, But, yeah, both of those guys just really worked their tails off uh, on the court, in practice, and uh, are great leaders for this basketball program.
4: Yeah, and hopefully they can go out with a W tonight. Tough matchup against Tulane. Tulane coming off a loss at home to Wichita State over the weekend. And, boy, this is, uh, I mean, the tournament starts now for ECU. They're about to play a tournament format, basically, playing Wednesday night, Friday night, and Sunday, all before they go to Fort Worth uh, for the real AAC tournament beginning next week. Chandler and I, next Thursday, will be here in the Pirate Radio studios whenever ECU plays. It looks like it might be the early game, but we'll be here for a watch-along. Looking forward to that and hopefully witnessing an ECU um postseason tournament victory which has not happened in a long time
0: yeah um can't wait it's been a while since we've had a i mean we did have a watch along last week for the uh carolina ecu baseball game it just wasn't the same uh but we'd, we'd love our watch alongs here and we'll have one next week as we uh, st- uh crank up the band by the way it is here march is here wow uh, So tune in next week. We're going to have prizes for you. And uh,
4: hopefully... We can't hear you. All right. Now
0: talk. Something's messed up. Uh, What do you mean? I'm pulling down Simeon. Simeon's controlling the singer. So I don't know why. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, So, yeah, that's why you couldn't hear Uh, him. But... Basically, we're having a -a watch-along next week. (laughs) Tune in. We'll have prizes. How are you doing mentally right now? Not good. Yeah. I just realized that it's Simeon that's controlling. Oh, boy.
4: Yeah. You might need to have a uh, break chat with Shirley Rhodes during the break. All right. Uh, Excited about March Madness. you got conference tournaments going on as we speak. AAC beginning next week. Um, Might be catching up with Kim McNeil tomorrow ahead of ECU's women's tournament next week. They had a weird schedule deal. They don't have any games this week while everybody else is playing, so they're kind of practicing, uh, getting ready mentally, physically for the AAC tournament. Uh, so We'll uh, we'll check in with Kim McNeil before that happens. Alright, anything else? Uh, Redbeard on the baseball game last night says, throwing strikes are very important and hitting the ball also important. Thank you for that, Redbeard. Uh, we've got Tweets coming in regarding Mason Garcia. was hoping to have him on today. Unfortunately, we'll have to reschedule with Mason. But conspiracy theories are out there. Um, Jay Pizzle, who told me his actual name, and now I can't remember it. John, Jim, Jack, Jerry.
0: Is his last name Pizzle?
4: Um, No. He says uh, today is an Italian holiday that he must recognize. That's why he can't be on the show um mike p says this pretty much confirms he's going into the transfer portal shaking my head great job pirate radio live
0: it's all our fault
4: matt says quote not a true leader end quote signed fifth quarter call-in show (laughs) (laughs) you should
0: have read that like Rome.
4: let's go to let's go to matt matt chiming in quote not a true leader end quote signed fifth quarter calling show
0: hilarious hilarious ridiculous matt
4: so uh yeah there you go glad y'all uh find the humor in things as do i makes things fun johnny gardner has something chandler for you to put on the fridge he says we are going to win two of the last three games put it on the fridge
0: Put it on the fridge. You can put it on the
4: fridge. Yes. Johnny? I disagree. (laughs) Johnny? You're wrong. I tell you what, Johnny. Johnny is our
0: basketball guy.
4: He is. If we are to win two of the last three, I hope one of them is in the next uh, couple of nights, three nights. But I want one of them to be against UCF because we cannot beat UCF in basketball. <laughs> they have their winning streak is now fifteen or sixteen, whatever it is. Yeah, I, I'm not counting anymore. There. I refuse to count. I'm stopping the count. But man, I would love to get them one time before they head off to the big twelve and uh get Sugboat. Give Sugboat an L on his way out yeah, as well.
0: That would be awesome
4: but uh yeah johnny's uh confident and i think the pirates come in one of the last three but uh two out of the last three you're asking quite a bit i i would trade three losses for one aac tournament win i'll tell you that right now sorry if alan wooten is listening in and that says is this the is most negative. Dis- that is the
0: most disrespectful <laughs> thing i've ever heard in my life
4: hopefully he's stay uh, positive man hopefully he's doing all right but I would trade uh, three L's for one dub next week, which might be against UCF. I tell you what, we'll do a bracket check in when we talk to Iga coming up in hour number two. Corey Glore going to join us in that hour as well, and uh, later on we'll talk to Patrick Mason from the Daily Reflector. Uh, Kaz wants to see the lids that I'm going to uh, that I've purchased that are on the way. He says I'm a hat addict myself. Kaz, uh, I'm going to be selfish. One of them, I'm not going to show anyone until I get it because I've never seen it worn anywhere. And I don't want somebody to see it and then order it, get it overnight and wear it before I do. That would really upset me. So um, I've got a really cool one that I'm excited about that I've never seen in the wild that uh, should be getting to my residence on Friday. And I'm excited about that. All right, let's take us a break. When we return, Scooter will join us, Scott Rogers, to talk Pirate Baseball. We'll have him recap a 9-0 three-hit beatdown. That won't be fun. It will be fun talking about the wins over North Carolina and previewing the Keith Leclair Classic. We'll do it all with Scott Rogers. You got a baseball question, you can chime in on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. And while you are there, give us a like. Why do we have 10 more viewers than we have likes on YouTube right now? The math doesn't check out. Hit the thumb. Give us a like. You'll feel good about yourself. You did something for someone else. That always feels good. It's better to give than receive. We will give you Scott Rogers when we return after this.
1: to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now,
0: back to the show. Welcome back to the program. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ has daily food specials and drink specials and an awesome patio perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make the day an AJ's day. Now let's head back into the PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All
4: right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Chandler Honeycutt working his tail off in Studio B today. Video production, audio production. This is not fun. Putting out fires. Just think about this, Chandler. Think of all the other jobs you could be doing right now. That statement you just made, this is not fun. Think about all the worst jobs that are. That is true. You got to, you know, you got to get in that mindset. Kind of like Scooter yesterday. You think calling a nine nothing game is fun? <laughs> no,
0: it's probably not.
4: But Scooter,
5: it's
0: better, than,
4: uh, uh, <clears throat> it's better than a whole bunch of other jobs out there.
5: There,
0: there you go. go.
4: <laughs> Got to find the bright you're side. still You're still watching baseball.
1: Yeah, that <laughs> is true.
4: That could be worse. Always remember that, people. All right, uh, we welcome Scott Rogers onto the show. Hello, Scooter. Hello. We need a- it. <sighs> <laughs> Was that a little Corey Glore there? Hello. So. I just got off the golf
5: course with him, so maybe it's kind of getting into my system.
4: Oh, no. Um, don't become as like depressed and cynical as Corey Glore, please. I want you to keep that positive outlook on life you have, Scooter.
5: Well, I will say you do not have to worry about either of us becoming uh,
4: members of the PGA Tour after today. <laughs> what about the Live Tour? Uh, that either. <laughs> so, can you disclose how it went who won like any of that information it, well we, we played a little super bowl action where the best shot was there it was me Corey,
5: and uh kyle gaskins from a pirate video oh yeah and kyle was clearly the better of the three today dolphin super fan
4: yes probably in a good mood now hearing those carson wentz to miami rumors <laughs> that are floating out there right now good luck to him speaking of that um chandler i give me one minute of your time and then i'll let you go back to work I, I know you do have stuff going on i saw that the panthers uh scott fitterer said they will be meeting again quote unquote with Derek carr yeah i saw that coming up soon so yeah
0: yeah how you feel well i mean
4: i don't know i just what's your odometer reading on car
0: after doing this three times in the past 3 or 4 years I just don't know if I want to go that well, route. Well, let's
4: uh, Derek Carr is a little different than yeah. Darnold and Baker, oh, I would absolutely. say. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, it looks like the Panthers are all in on Derek Carr, going with a second interview and then apparently Frank Wright t- talked to the media either yesterday or today and it seems like the Panthers are maybe locking in on him, but You're I, just
4: a little gunshot after yeah, what's happened. and then
0: I think uh, even even if we go and get Derek Carr, I don't think You know, drafting the quarterbacks out of the woodworks yet, either. What's
4: funny is, I, when Frank Reich went to Carolina, I said, okay, he's tried this three times now with Rivers, Matt Ryan, and Wentz. And, hadn't really worked out for him Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna say now he's gonna go the young route and i might be wrong looks like he might try it again yeah go with Carr. but i've also
0: seen reports about sam darnold's contract being restructured so we'll just see how that works out but just
4: exciting news all around for uh panthers fans right now all right scooter uh trying to avoid talking about the game yesterday yeah it was a tough one <laughs> uh coming off just a fantastic weekend which we can dive into but nine nothing yesterday bats weren't there uh pitching wasn't that nothing was there and cliff godwin uh was not happy afterwards said they were going to have a good practice today can't wait to catch up with the players on monday and see exactly what they'll say about this wednesday practice i'm sure it's not going to be speaking of fun not going to be fun for those guys but man uh just a all-out uh domination for duke yesterday
5: yeah it was and you know the bats just never got going at all yesterday obviously you know strike throwing was a tough thing to find yesterday in that eight-run inning but uh yeah just overall you know everybody says it was just one of those games and it truly was just one of those games for the
4: pirates yesterday yeah all around and uh but well give me a bright spot we got to find the bright spot scooter anything bright yesterday
5: yeah i would say the bright spot zach root did not have a terrible start yesterday i mean three innings of i believe one hit baseball that's
4: i mean that's really good for a freshman in the start uh you don't want to get into jams but you want to see how a young guy handles it and he's been in jams now twice once against carolina closing it out right and then yesterday got in some due to some walks and things like that and was able to to get out of those yeah he did and uh You know, he's obviously going to be a valuable part of
5: our bullpen going forward. And and you never know, at the end of this year, you might see him in maybe a Sunday spot start. Here or there, he might be in that rotation before the year's over with.
4: The walks are the issue, Scooter. I mean, well, and and then giving up dingers when you have those walks. But seven hits for Duke, you can live with that. If I told you Duke's going to have seven hits, okay, we'll have to bring our bats. We can win that game. But all the walks that piled up yesterday, uh, a big issue for East Carolina, eight walks and. Uh, two guys hit by a pitch, so that's 10 right there, and that's just too many free base runners. Yeah,
5: and, you know, Duke had their fair share of walks yesterday with their pitching staff, but the thing was they kind of executed with some of those walks offensively, and, and we couldn't do that yesterday, but, uh, you know, I'm sure there were some people freaking out after that game yesterday, but then again, you look at us, and we're 5-2 and two right now. We're still in a great spot it's very, very early in the season, as everybody knows, and everybody's going to have one of those games this year,
4: and I believe this was a, a good time to do it early in the season. Scott Rogers joining us, Scott. Another crazy stat this was brought to my attention earlier this week uh, on Monday, East Carolina is undefeated when they commit an error, winless when they don't commit an error. No errors yesterday, and they lost. So they're 5-0 and when they have an error. 0 oh and two when they don't have an error. That's very interesting. That is. Uh so I guess what we need first uh, pitch on Friday, go ahead and boot it, get it out of the way, and then that's gonna be a win. Yeah, that's a good that's a good strategy. Why don't you once you ask Cliff about that? <laughs> I will not do that. And, it's uh, two
6: little butt cheeks.
4: I, all right, thank you, Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of Shirley Rhodes. I'm I gonna turn down those pods just to be safe. What is it with me coming on here? Last week, I had Holt, Naylor, Holt Naylor's voice came on when I was on
0: And, and, and guess what? That was Wes's—actually, no, it wasn't. Like That was just a—it was one of those deals where— That was lot, a
4: liner that ran. It, Nobody it, needs to get inside the weeds there. But no. it has been hands-free. Like, I know you feel disrespected, and if I was you, Scooter, I'd never show up here again. I won't but, do that. But you're knows. the kind of guy— that is so uh so nice and kind you will but man you are totally being disrespected here yeah it's all good scooter (laughs) so sorry man
0: but you uh, did
4: have your hands away from the board i'm gonna give it so
0: what's happening right now is the problem that we had at the beginning of the show is being fixed as we speak remotely by none other the legend west hines
4: all right so (laughs) west is on it crazy things might happen between now and it gets fixed but hey it's gonna get fixed And we're going to talk baseball. And, uh, look, I think we can move on from yesterday now after that interruption. That was kind of like a reset. Let's go back uh, further, Scooter, and uh, the rallies that were uh, Friday night and Sunday. And uh, great job on the call. And uh, I love the videos that are coming out now of you on the call. You are your whole you're not just a, a mouth a voice your whole body gets into it Scott and it's fun to watch
5: it's fun you know that's part of growing up a fan for so long and still kind of being a fan at the same time but uh, yeah the videos have been a hit so far this year we're going to continue to do that all season long you might have some road games here and there that doesn't that don't have them just because of logistics issues but uh, but yeah it's been fun to do it this year and uh, you know I don't put on a show or anything for that that is just true emotion I guess coming out when. Uh, those big plays are made and we'll do a little role
4: play here i'll be you you be coach o pirate score they're gonna win the game and coach o is just sitting there still clutch offense <laughs> big hit scott <laughs> I, I love it. it just the the difference is there and uh coach o's the man and uh it's it's a great great crew uh the veteran the young and up-and-comer <laughs> The stoic personality, the excitement—like it's a great opposites track match. There,
5: it's it's awesome working with Coach O, and uh, you know he's he's so knowledgeable, obviously, and knows so much about this program. But it is a it is a blast working with him <clears throat> on the air, and also traveling with him to these road games is is another
0: uh, cool thing to do. Uh, what I heard the other day, uh, Scooter, you said I want to say it was uh, stars uh, double with two strikes, and you said. Uh, you know, another clutch hit with, by a star with two strikes. And Coach O said, not just two strikes, but a no-two count. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <All> right.
4: <laughs> I love it. Love it. Uh, classic Coach O there. John uh, on YouTube says, we will get waxed at least one more time this year. That's baseball. All good teams get theirs at least once per season, usually multiple times per season. So you just don't want it to be a trend. You want them to come back strong this weekend. Had a question on Facebook from Joshua on carter spivey and unfortunately was unable to go on friday uh but was ready to go on sunday and close out the game so that was a positive sign to see him out there pitching uh earned that save uh but josh uh, joshua says is spivey a part of the rotation still or has cliff moved him back to that swing tough spot role
5: That is a question that I do not know the answer to. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see what we see this weekend in terms of the rotation. Um, You know, I think you maybe could see Spivey back in the rotation this weekend. Maybe you see him not in the rotation. It's something that we'll have to wait and see. But uh, I think it was great to have him to be able to come out of the bullpen on Sunday and and get those final few outs in that game against North Carolina because you kind of felt when Spivey came in, you were like, okay, we're getting ready to shut the door on this. And he
4: came in – two
5: on nobody out yeah exactly high stress yeah and uh kind of got back to his roots and how good he was last year for the pirates and uh you know you just kind of felt almost a sigh of relief seeing him come in and shutting the door
4: scooter joining us one guy that will be starting this weekend uh if all things go as they should is trey savage how about his performance while carl carlson was dealing for north carolina and and he had the uh the pirates bats guessing all night. We had our guy on the other side, Trey Savage, keeping East Carolina in the game. Yeah,
5: and you know, not just Max Carlson on Friday, but uh you know, Connor Bovaire Sunday, the same yeah. thing. Who kept the pirates back guessing most of that game. But uh yeah, what a job it was for Trey Savage on Friday and coming in a day earlier instead getting into that start. But he he really looked like a Friday night guy out there on that night, and uh I think that's gonna be obviously fun to watch. Watch him the rest of the year but he looked uh he looked very good friday night that start and you know we've i've compared him uh not me but you know kind of taking that mold of a gavin williams look almost where you start in the bullpen now he's getting into that starters rotation and i think you could see a lot of similarities between him and gavin williams
4: yeah i talked to aaron fit and uh he just talked about the leap he's made and how he is uh he's starting to get the eyeballs attention of the nation right now and then certainly major league baseball scouts as well scooter
5: yeah absolutely and there's so many young guys on this team that are going to be getting that attention of the Major League Scouts. And uh, I think that's one thing. A lot of those are pitchers because our pitching is so deep this year. But, uh, but, yeah, there's going to be a lot of younger guys on this club
4: that have a lot of attention from Major League Scouts. Uh, Terrence Ross on YouTube says, hey, Clip, uh, I'm assuming this is not the NBA player, Terrence Ross. I'm assuming that's not your real name. And I'm not going to read your other comment. But I would like to uh, ask you if you saw what happened to BOFA the other day. And we'll just leave it at that. Um, so, BOFA who? Chandler. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, he was asking about Ligma. And I didn't want to bring it up. So, But now you made me do it. So there you go. Alright. Um, Scooter, we had the rallies on. And not boy, not to go back to yesterday, but uh, we were saying before you got here, I expected ECU, okay, they'll probably get like four or five runs in the eighth inning. That's kind of what they do. Maybe you watching that whole game saw that yesterday just wasn't going to be the day. But those rallies kind of came out of nowhere Friday and Sunday too, right? Like they just kind of popped up.
5: Yeah, and you know you kind of felt that because the Pirates had a chance. They had the bases loaded. I think it was in the top of the fifth yesterday before that big Inning by Duke, and you could feel that momentum start the swing, and and you could feel that really too because we outnumbered their fans so much yesterday. I, I mean, I said on air that it was an <clears throat> eighty to twenty margin. I right. think that was a perfect example of how big it was yesterday. But you could kind of feel it, and then you just they just couldn't break through and get that rally started. So uh, yeah, I mean, it was just like we said, you know, just kind of one of those games everybody has them yesterday, and uh, hopefully that's the one that we can get out of the way and move right on. On to indiana on friday
4: um scoot next time we are there playing can you at least give us like a um a john packard like facebook live <laughs> view with your phone so we can have a multiple camera-ing? okay so
5: this is probably one of the worst vantage points press box wise there From where you are because we are situated almost even with the first baseline looking at second base we are down the first baseline that is oh, where the wow. press box
4: is there okay
5: so If you listened yesterday and I was saying inside or out, that was a total guess (laughs) in terms of where pitches were Um, because you cannot see it at all. Luke Nowak yesterday, the, the home run in right field, I didn't see it at all. Hardly. I saw it come out of his
4: glove. Well, oh, no, you whatever. weren't different than any of us watching because I couldn't tell if uh, he caught it or what happened. Yeah. So. And, and it's it's definitely one of the more frustrating
5: venues. But what it is is those professional parks are built with the suites behind home plate, yeah. and they put the press box where they can. I know the the High Point Rocker Stadium, the press box is actually situated down the right field line so you were looking Yikes. like 200 feet down the baseline at home plate. how about uh canapolis the
4: setup next year is pretty nice okay so uh That'd very be fun. Exci-
5: yeah very excited about that trip obviously another pro park which is is that's one thing about our schedule this year is they play in so many pro parks this year which is which is really cool in my opinion and uh Yeah, looking forward to that trip to Kannapolis on Tuesday and then Elon on Wednesday.
4: Uh, Scooter, can you hang out one more second? Absolutely. Let's do that. We'll talk about the weekend ahead. I was unaware that Jason Hayward and Freddie Freeman are teammates again, but I just saw a video of Jason Hayward hitting a home run for the Dodgers as he and uh, Freddie are now Dodgers, and that is disgusting. Uh, Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll set up a big weekend. Keith LeClaire Classic on the way. Scott Rogers. Joins us, uh, rejoins us here on Pirate Radio Live after this.
1: to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. All
0: right, welcome back to the program. Grab your amigos and join Chico's for their 40th anniversary party on Saturday, March 11th from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m., there will be live music and entertainment from Purple School Bus and DJ Dog in the Chico's parking lot. It's the biggest fiesta of the year, and it's free. Make your plans now to be at Chico's on Saturday, March 11th, starting at 1 p.m. Congratulations to Chico's on 40 years in business. Now let's, let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock.
4: How about that? All of uh, yours and Scooter's life and most of mine. I'm 41. Wow. Chico's is 40. It's crazy. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to Chico's. Sky Rogers joining us here in the Pirate Radio studios. Got a little Major League Baseball going, uh, spring training. Uh, Scooter, you uh, excited about the Braves this year? Yeah, a little bit. It's going to be more interested to
5: see just Major League Baseball overall with these (coughs) new pitch count rules, or not pitch count, but pitch clock rules and... Yes, I think there's going to be a lot of O one one counts to start some at-bats this year because, I mean, obviously you have the major leaguers, they have their routine of uh, doing their batting gloves and getting in the box not quick. Yeah. And uh, I think it's going to be taking a lot of time to get used to. That's it. a
4: good point. It's a pitch clock, so you think first about the pitchers. All right, you got to be ready to go. But everything we've seen so far there have been more violations against batters than yeah, pitchers. Yeah, yeah. So, and it,
5: and what it is is they just don't get in the box yeah. quick enough. It's like the Braves' spring training game the other day where the guy, They got clogged off. Yeah, he's not. He was not looking at the pitcher with eight seconds to go on the pitch clock.
4: Yeah, that was. was. I didn't know. So yeah, I mean, it's it's almost a circus right now. We'll see how it looks. Uh, right. When the real games begin, Brian Snicker after that game saying, you know, I don't know if this is what that rule was designed for. Exactly. It's like, could you imagine game seven of the World Series (laughs) ending
5: on because the guy's not looking at the pitcher eight seconds before
4: the pitch clock's off? It's going to be like like NFL and NBA, like late in the game. Oh, you can't call that foul late in the game or you can't throw that flag late in the game. If they're going by the letter of the law, are they going to be looking at that pitch clock, like you said? Exactly, eight, the bottom of the eighth, World Series. You know, we'll mm-hmm. see. I don't know, uh, but uh, I'm excited. I think uh, Braves going to be really, really, really good again. So, yep. looking forward to that. All right, uh, Scooter, big weekend on tap, the Keith Leclerc Classic. What do you think? Have you looked at these teams yet? The field with. Indiana, Georgetown, and Long Beach State coming in?
5: Yeah, I looked a little bit at them. Haven't done a lot of deep digging yet, but Indiana, you know, a solid Big Ten program. Long Beach State has has hosted some super regionals in the past, and Georgetown this year has uh, surprised, I think, a lot of people. I think they're at 5-2 and two right now. They've Whooped been... up
4: on UNCW. Yeah, I so I was
5: going to say was they, uh, they got a big win over UNCW this past weekend, so overall it looks like it's going to be a good weekend for baseball.
4: Looking forward to it. Pirates, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, in the keith leclerc classic and uh it was cool to hear uh, jacob jenkins coward the other day when i asked him what he knows about the legacy of keith leclerc the number 23 and he said that uh every new coming player incoming player whether it's a freshman a transfer reads uh coaching third um talks about it almost does a like a verbal book report it sounded like uh but cliff is certainly teaching that legacy that uh that chapter in the history of pirate baseball and the man that was keith leclerc to these players on the team
5: yeah and you know that says a lot obviously about what he meant to this program and uh you know, Keith LeClair kind of coached, obviously, before I was really old enough to get into the game of baseball and ECU. But growing up an ECU fan, I knew how special he was and how much he knew meant to this fan base. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's great that he that we carry on his legacy because, obviously, he was a special man. And, uh, obviously, a, a good weekend to celebrate it with the Keith LeClair Classic.
4: John on YouTube asking, why have we not bunted a lot this year? I'm not the third base coach, so I can't answer that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know. Uh, let's. Uh, why don't we hit more home runs, too, John? Let's strike out more guys. Let's do it all. Let's win some ball games coming up this weekend. Pirates off to a good start to the season, despite the uh, ugh, uh, ugly one yesterday in Durham. They got Indiana Friday, Long Beach State Saturday, Georgetown on Sunday, and then Scooter, you're back in a minor league park in Canapolis uh, next week. That'll be cool. And two midweek games, uh, Queens University in Canapolis, and then at Elon on Wednesday before welcoming in Liberty. So this will be, let's see, they've got two... Uh, it's pretty rare now to see those two midweek games. In fact, it uh, looks like the Pirates only have two this year. Yeah,
5: so, yeah, yeah. And that next week is spring break with ECU. So that's why that was the trip last year with Virginia Tech yeah. and Radford. So, uh, but yeah, looking forward to that Queens trip. This is Queens' first year as D1, but has had a pretty good program before and uh, playing in that minor league park which is where they're playing a lot of their home games this year against D1 opponents. They Their home park is, is not one of the best out there so they're playing I think a lot of games in Kannapolis and also some at Truist Field in Charlotte as well but, uh, but yeah looking forward to that trip and I know Pirate fans are not going to be happy when they hear this but I do not believe there's going to be any video streaming for that game against Queens.
4: Okay uh, no video there. Elon oh flow sports yes everybody's favorite <laughs> uh so hey a lot of folks uh, tuned in to scooter for that one so will uh the team be staying away from greenville both nights or
5: will uh i believe we're we'll stay uh tuesday night and then yeah. come back
4: after the game wednesday all right so a little uh, midweek roadie for the pirates coming up next week scooter as we sit here uh couple weekends and a couple midweeks through, uh, what stood out to you? Individuals, uh, trends so far, still early in the year, just seven games, but what's kind of stood out to you about Pirate Baseball? I
5: think this year, you know, obviously the deep pitching staff has, has stood out a lot because there's so many quality arms you can go to in that pen, and and you can trust a lot of them. Um, you know, other than that, I think the, the hot hitting of Luke Nowak, has stood out to me a lot because he was a guy that a lot of people didn't expect to even be in the lineup to start the year. And he has really excelled at the plate. And then obviously his speed as well, you know, brings so much more to his game. But I would say those are, are two of the biggest things that have stood out to me so far.
4: Scooter will be in uh, Mingy's tonight at the uh, scorers table as the Pirates play their final home game. And Man, awesome environment on Saturday. It was a lot of fun. Pirates just got off to that horrible start. Went toe-to-toe with Houston in the second half, but it was too late. But uh, one more time to see Lu-G, the Luigi Show and uh, all the energy, enthusiasm he has brought to Pirate Basketball and also... Uh, David Kasaganai, great uh, representative of East Carolina University and just a, a great young man and we saw him on the court against Houston uh, we'll probably see him again tonight but uh, Pirates trying to win their last home game and get a little momentum here down the stretch. They got a tough stretch coming up Scooter.
0: They do.
5: They do and uh, you know, going back to Saturday night it was an absolute awesome environment for the Houston game and you're right I mean that, that first half was tough you know obviously I think we went what was it 3 for 25 from the field in the first half and I said to people at the score table, I said, if we're going to have a chance in this one, we need to keep this at least a 10-point game at the half. And combining that and also with the multiple missed free throws yep. we had in that <clears throat> first half, I think – obviously hurt us a little bit but uh yeah i mean we went toe-to-toe with him in that second half but uh, everybody knows that the future is is really bright for michael schwartz and his program
4: yeah really like what coach schwartz is doing and scooter before we get out of here you got some news on the softball world series here in greenville coming up later this year yep it was announced
5: today that the championship game of the 2023 little league softball world series
4: for the very first time will be broadcasted on abc wow all right that is a huge deal that'll be uh when when is that coming up it
5: It would be uh in august i can't remember the exact date but uh mid-august this year
4: awesome that was uh, a great event last year and uh you got that thing rolling smooth now so looking forward to another year of the softball world series here in greenville just
5: got new lights put up at elm street last week new leds that are uh, tv standard so we don't have to bring in any extra lights for tv purposes now so uh it's uh rocking and rolling down Elm Street Park. Registration's rolling and uh the Little League season will be here before you know it.
4: Awesome stuff. Scott, thanks for hanging out with us man. You'll uh, be in Minges tonight and at Clark LeClaire this weekend calling the action East Carolina in the Keith Leclerc Classic. Keep up the good work, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Clip. All right, we'll talk to Scooter's golfing buddy when we return. Corey glore will join us as will Steven Igo here in the Pirate Radio Studios. We'll talk ECU Athletics. Get a two-lane preview and have a lot more for you. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live. A lot more to go back with you after this.
1: Listening to hour two of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom T-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now back to the show.
0: Welcome back to the program. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756 8300 today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Flip Rock.
4: All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a Wednesday. And it is fantastic to have Corey Glore, the voice of the Tulane Greenwave, joining us here in the Pirate Radio studios where he once hosted a couple of programs.
6: The best week of programming on Pirate Radio's history.
4: That's what they call
6: it, Corey. Great to see you. Great to hear you. More so great to hear you, I think, than see you. Yeah, uh, that actually... Hi. It's great to be in here. Hi. It has been a bit to see your shining faces, and you're going to get to this guy next to me here in a second as well, but it reminded me of the week that I filled in for you, and you and I, Steven, did a segment together, and people yes. came in and said, like, boy, you both sound exactly the same. Let's pep this <laughs> up a little bit.
0: All yeah, right, we, so... We so the most monotone. monotone segment.
7: Yeah, 100%.
4: For this segment, I'm not going to tell you who I'm directing the question to. You have to guess at home who's answering the question. That's tough. <laughs> Whoa. Even that was freaky. <laughs> Steven, good to see you. How you doing? It's good to be here, man. Should I change my voice just for the segment? Can Sorry. you go higher a little bit?
2: Yeah, yeah, is that good? That's that's is very that too good. freaky?
4: Yeah, a little freaky. Corey, um <laughs> do you yeah. have more greys than the last time I saw I'm you. I'm so
6: gray. Every you are time I get my hair cut, gray. it's like a blizzard. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean you're age, an old man now. Age is a horrible thing. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me. Uh, sorry to bring that up so early in the No, that's fine. <laughs> Listen, like I get it every time I FaceTime with my family like, "Wow,
4: you look old." Uh, you. But you. uh the voice is sounding great. We don't want to stress it too much because you have a job to do tonight. So We but, got time. We got five hours before I
7: mean, that, that is true.
6: <laughs> is anybody – like, does anybody like a 9 o'clock Eastern tip-off? I mean, just – We're not thrilled with it. I can miserable. tell you that on the two-lane I mean, end. <laughs> because we're not getting back to about 3 in the morning. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just you – know, we, we circle around now Friday and play, so.
7: Yeah, I'm glad that the American and ESPN can have these games on TV. But honestly, who wants to watch – East Carolina Tulane at nine o'clock yeah. on a Wednesday. You know, it's just like at the end of the year here too. Yeah, it's yeah. it's uh it's just frustrating, man. Because I mean, we'll be right in at midnight for our jobs. You guys won't get back till very late, and then ECU's got to turn around and go tomorrow. So it's like the whole
4: you know system is, is screwed up. But it is what it is. Chandler, I'm gonna give you some homework real quick. Um, look in the Live at Five folder or the Sports Bar folder and find Todd Graffinini BJ Tyson, because oh, it yeah. reminded me. <laughs> Of when Tyson hit
6: a uh, the wild
4: a wild shot descended to overtime and Graffinini was a little bit upset that Tulane didn't win the game was more upset that the game went to overtime and he would be getting home even later from his uh, and I think that might have been a late one too. It was a weeknight, and Tulane did win the game. N.O.T. Yeah, but he was
6: still so distraught over it. Um, If you can
4: find that in the next 20 minutes, that would be fantastic. There was also a game back
7: when uh, media was allowed to sit courtside, uh, not uh, on the Crow's Nest perch up in uh, 213. I was sitting beside Todd uh, when Akeem Richmond played for ECU, and he hit, I think, nine threes that game. And I just remember vividly Todd throwing his highlighter every time Akeem Richmond came off a screen, hit a three. ECU did win that game, and he was uh, he was beside himself. He's like, "You can't let this guy open," and just screaming. I enjoyed it though. Todd's the best. Man. He's the man. He uh, it was. That's just one of the few vivid memories I have of sitting next to a play-by-play announcer courtside. And we won't be able to replicate them that, that tonight. No, sorry, I don't
6: think you can. Uh, are you can allowed down on the floor
7: now? I, I can stand on the floor, so maybe I'll just go stand just next Just lurk
4: year. behind yeah. Ron Hunter.
6: be a security <laughs>
4: detail. <laughs> that would be pretty hilarious. Ron Hunter, interesting. I saw a little bit of Tulane, Wichita State on uh, Sunday. And if anybody's wondering, he is still as animated and dramatic on the
6: sidelines as he was when he had that injury with Georgia State. He's all over the place. From start of the game to end of the game. And at, when I'm on the road, I get a front row seat because I'm always always next to a bench like I will be here tonight. I, at home, I'm across the court, so I can kind of see it from a distance, but I'll get it right in front of me here tonight. Give
4: us a, uh, a scouting report on these Green Wave. We'll see them uh, two times in three nights uh, for ECU on the road on Friday for the makeup game and then coming up tonight at home. So, Corey, uh, where are they sitting right now in the AAC? What are their chances to... To try to make a run and maybe face Houston uh, for a chance to go to the big dance.
6: You know they're sitting third right now, and they have the tiebreaker on most of the teams around them. They have it on Cincinnati. They have it on Memphis. They they don't on Houston, obviously. But uh, but so they're they're in a, a decent spot to finish either second or third. Now they're a game and a half behind Memphis, and so Tulane will need a little bit of help here with. Probably Houston on Sunday beating Memphis, and if if Tulane wants to catch up and grab the second seed and kind of put that tiebreaker in play, I think the biggest key for for Tulane is to stay as opposite of Houston as possible in the yeah. conference tournament because, frankly, the, the games that these two have played have not been close. And so, you, you know, you get in the two or the three and you you see if someone can roll the dice in Fort Worth and somehow knock Houston off along the way, and then he actually got a shot, uh, a real shot to win that thing. But the, th- this team has is, is, is lost its last two. They've been readily admitting that losing at Houston last Wednesday – carried over into having a very flat performance Sunday at, against Wichita State. And so now it's with 3-5 and five, with a rotation that's pretty much seven guys that this team has shrunk it down to that can score, but you the minutes that they're playing, we'll see if this catches up to them here at the end of the regular season with so many games coming up.
4: If they finish strong in the regular season, win a game or two in the tournament, have a good showing,
6: but don't win the AC tournament, is there... Postseason basketball in the future for Tulane? They're right on the fringe of an NIT right yeah. now. Um, losing Sunday doesn't help. That at home to a, a Quad Three team, I believe, is where Wichita would fall in that regard. And so, that's the, these next two are just as critical as probably playing Temple on Sunday, who's in the mix for a first round buy. And that really, if Tulane wants to ensure that it has a spot somewhere in a, in a March postseason tournament, they, they can ill afford to lose these next two. I go.
4: Uh, do you think uh, speaking? You mentioned Houston there, and I remember when Houston was undefeated in conference play. We were looking at their schedule and seeing if they trip up. And I was like, that that Tulane game. I'm going to circle that one. Uh, did they lose right before that to? temple temple was the game after they lost uh, after they beat us after okay but uh it was the i was not expecting temple to be one of those teams it was tulane and ucf i think temple was sandwiched in between them but anyway i go do you think the uh the crowd your home crowd is supposed to affect the road opponent do you think it affected ecu maybe more than houston the other night in (laughs) Minji's?
7: yeah honestly i mean i do think it did i talked to a few people around the program uh, when we were over there on Tuesday. And I do think the guys had not played in front of a home crowd like that ever. And so you could tell early in the game they were pretty juiced up. And I think young team that affected their free throws and just some rush shots, which, I mean, to to Houston's credit, I mean, that's what they do. They're, just, they, they, They're awesome. I mean, they are incredible. <laughs> they are something else. They, uh, I mean, they just smother you defensively. And it's like if you have any sort of opening – on the perimeter, you almost feel like you have to shoot it immediately because you're not going to get it again. So it's like they, they just smother you, and they they can bury you early in games, and obviously can bury you late. But um, yeah, I, I just think it took a while, and unfortunately, they missed so many free throws in the first half that by the time they actually figured out how to score in the second half, you know, it didn't really matter. Then they couldn't stop Houston, or they couldn't get a rebound, which Houston's elite at. So it's just. They're just so good, and Houston, like you
4: guys said, they're used to playing in front of that crowd, so they didn't seem affected at all. If I recall, and I'm looking it up now, ECU, was it their best win last year against these Green Wave, IGO? early in the
7: conference process. It was an overtime yeah. game here. They had the Memphis yeah.
4: win. Uh,
7: it probably ended up being yeah outside of Memphis. Memphis. Yeah. Definitely definitely that, that game.
4: And yeah. I still remember the return trip though uh, where the Pirates were blasted mm-hmm. by Tulane. I don't know
6: if that 20 points indicates how big it of a blowout mature. that was. Yeah. Yeah, and I believe ECU, now granted uh, I, the, the roster I'm seeing tonight is going to be wildly different from the roster I saw yeah. last year but th- there were a lot of injuries on that ECU team at that point last year but that was also a time of year when Tulane was really starting to hum. So, Uh, Corey, you will see uh,
4: RJ Felton on the court again, Brandon Johnson. I think you'll you'll be surprised how far along they've come. Uh, Brandon Johnson especially, a totally different player. I looked it up. I think he shot 13 threes all of last year. Does that sound right, Igo? Yeah, I mean, if if that I and mean, now he, he shoots, was not a three point threat last year. Yeah, he shoots six seven a game now. He's just he's gone
6: way way beyond uh, what he did last year. And he had a pretty show pretty good showing against Tulane last year here in this building. And he's the type of player that can cause us problems because of how we play defense and the the matchup zone or, or you know Ron Hunter has different terms for it. But we will leave three point shooters around. Like if you move the ball around, there will be an open shot to take. And the way he also rebounds the ball and crashes the boards, you know we're pretty good on the defense. Of glass, but you know, we will let guys sneak in and get inside position and follow their own shot. And so, Johnson will be a guy that Tulane will have to put a number on right away because he's the type of player that can cause us issues.
7: I was, yeah, I was gonna ask because like ECU is a really good offensive rebounding team, it's been one of their really few outstanding strengths this year. And they shoot a lot of threes, I don't think they're really great at shooting threes, but it's almost a case where like they take their shots, and if they make them, you know, they have a chance to win. So, is it? I feel like ECU is a decent matchup for Tulane, but at the same time, Tulane's offense they're going to score it's just a matter of I guess defensively can they get enough stops
6: yeah and, and that's just kind of been how we've lived throughout the year now prior to I want to say probably the Cincinnati game a few weeks ago this team had been playing a lot better defense and you know they, they showed up pretty well against South Florida who I think is a, a pretty decent team yeah. when I saw them up close uh, but when Wichita who is not a good three-point shooting team they were just kind of raining threes on a Sunday and then you start getting the confidence of that and then you know what they did against us the first time is they just kept leaning on the three-point shot. And we came back on them and took a game away from them. They stopped doing that on Sunday. They start working it more inside because they felt confident about it, and these little runners started to go, and then that just completely put us out of sorts. So if ECU starts hitting threes early on, I think it'll be interesting if they keep shooting the three and if that starts to regress to the mean because we'll let you shoot it, but or if you start to change things offensively and try to work kind of high-low game and, and work down low because that's what Wichita did Sunday.
7: And then we get to see it all again in a couple
6: days. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's just yeah. it's just gonna be weird. I
4: remember as a kid, it was. Um, I want to say it was around Desert Storm time, so like early nineties. Uh, but North, wow, yeah, let's do a <laughs> Wasn't history expecting history here. this. <laughs> North Carolina, a game in the Dean Dome got canceled. Maybe uh, your driver Rob could uh, remember this as well. Um, but a. A game got canceled in the Dean Dome because I think they were like worried about having things in big arenas, big buildings at the time. Anyway, oh yeah, NC State and North Carolina played. I think it was back to back nights. I I can pull it up and find it, but it was at least in the same week, back to back games. And like North Carolina killed State at home, State killed North Carolina at home, and Raleigh when they had Gugliotta. Right, but that was like that, you don't see a lot of these back to backs. Is I guess my no.
6: Point I I asked Coach Hunter if he's ever had something like this, even in like a, a conference tournament setup, and he said he couldn't think of one. This is his 29th year coaching, and on top of that, this being the first time these two teams are seeing each other, and it's the last week of the regular season, and so just that on top of it, where you're unfamiliar, which is seeing this group in person, who who these teams are, who they are by this point, but seeing them up close and. Out Seeing them twice in less than 72 hours, that and this late in the year, that's that's pretty insane. It's
7: almost like got an NBA feel to it, back to back three games in five days. It's just you don't really want that when you got the conference tournament lurking and everybody's got to travel. You know, ECU's got to go to UCF Sunday, come back, then go right to Fort Worth or Fort Worth. I don't know if Tulane plays their last game at home, but it's yeah, we do. Just, It's just not ideal, but you know it is the circumstances.
4: Uh, Shout out to my brain real quick. Uh, It was February 6th, 1991. Uh, North Carolina lost at NC State. The next night, they played in Chapel Hill. North Carolina beat NC State. So they played back-to-back nights, which Mm. is uh, weird. Like a baseball series. I feel
7: like maybe we saw some of that during the COVID year just because of
6: schedules being changed. But outside of that, you just don't see it in college basketball. And and I asked asked Coach Hunter if there is a way you could kind of twist the the upcoming schedule with, you know, it's it's ECU back-to-back, and then we host Temple Sunday, and can this be something that you can kind of show your guys, all right, you're going to go through a conference tournament here the week after this, and this is going to have some similar beats to it, yeah. um, and he he said, honestly, he was like, I hope so, I hope this is kind of what we can take out of this, because, um, you know, these games, matter heading into Fort Worth and those ratchet up in intensity and so I think he's hoping that there can be something to glean out of this, not just getting wins that this team needs to get.
4: Corey Glore joining us. He has brought a lot of success to Tulane Athletics indirectly. Directly, if going to get
6: on me, then I need to ask for
4: a raise. He's <laughs> the main key, he
6: is the uh, it's, it's all me. The not uh, is the and I asked you this when uh, not good coaches or good players, no, no, it's no. all the broadcast. I mean, yeah, Ron Hunter, you know, Willie I it not. Willie Fritz, yeah. I called a two and ten football season last year. Do people run well, a that? transitional year?
7: You had yeah. to get your feet underneath you, and, and now yeah. that you got your bearings in place, you see two lane athletics just ascending.
4: skyrocket. Yeah. And we go back to this a lot, Corey. When you called into the fifth quarter this past football season. And we're like, hey guys, uh Tulane's good. They're they they're actually a good football team, especially defensively. Like I, I realize y'all were upset, but
6: like you lost to a good team tonight. And nobody wanted to hear that, myself included. Can I give you a little inside baseball before you had to break here? I think that it seemed like you were heading to break. Is that what you're doing?
4: Well, I'm gonna let you go when we had
6: to break. So Oh, we're so go all right. a well, and I'm just gonna here. hang out there. Uh I, I had to run that by one person before I called in. I needed to get some advice. And it's I go. Oh, wow. Is that right? Yes, he was in the press yep. box in New Orleans. And I was walking out after our broadcast wrapped up. And I said, you know, I think I'm about calling in the fifth quarter. He said, like, do I, it. <laughs> I think I told you this at the time. And I, I didn't want to hear from you. No, not you because, were not happy that I called.
4: Uh, mo- mostly because, like, people didn't want. They're not going to listen to what you have to say. Correct. At that time. Not at that time. They're not, they don't want to hear that. They, everything. It's kind of like we talk. You know, we use a lot of the crowd affected ECU the other night and they they couldn't hit their shot. Like, Houston gets most of the credit for what happened the other night. Sometimes it's hard to give the opponent credit and you just kind of look at your own deficiencies. Everybody knew Tulane was... Improved that was early, and nobody the, knew they were like Corey said, early. it was coming off of a two win year,
7: right?
6: So, two win year, and Southern that was, miss, right? yeah, well, that was, that was just after we beat Houston in overtime, that's right. And so, then it was oh, yeah. backing that up, and uh, exacting some revenge on what happened here the year before, where that was just a, a complete destruction, and so uh, it was the early groundwork of seeing that you know this team might be all right. I don't know if even at that point many people saw what was coming.
7: Right, I remember talking to Holt. I definitely didn't. Yeah, it had Mike Houston on the game or on the field after the game, and they were just kind of in shock at how Tulane just kind of kind of whipped them. And I mean, you can go back and say, you know, if Holton didn't throw that pick, maybe it's a different game. But Tulane was the better team by far, and. You know, they were trying to, I think, kind of wrap their head around like,
6: are we just not good or is Tulane this good? And it turns out I think it's like the nation good. about to yeah. like November to wrap their head around. 100%. You know, Tulane's got something there.
4: I need to uh, address this because this is what people want to hear but like, Joe Chambers says ECU needs to bring Corey Glore back to fill the voice vacancy and then I got a question from Malcolm, not Malcolm Gray, Malcolm oh, Phelps. Malcolm <laughs> <Gray>. uh, Malcolm <laughs> Phelps says, "Please ask Corey if he is under any contract restrictions or local politics that would prevent him from returning to broadcasting at ECU." Thank you. First question: Do you have a contract with Tulane, Corey, or are you like an intern, <laughs> or do you just kind of like? Could you call? He him? actually is a volunteer. <laughs> yeah, I'm a
6: volunteer assistant
3: to Tulane.
6: Um, uh, uh, no, I I I am contracted and paid to call a too Good late. to hear. <laughs> Your parents will be happy to know that. Yeah, I mean, they've been waiting for this for years. <laughs> They're finally um, be proud of me. Corey, I'm sure you've
4: seen this. Uh, you got a lot of fans around here, I'll put it that way, so you know.
6: Not tra- to make the, it awkward. The transfer no. portal
4: is a real thing if you want to no, get in I,
6: there. No, I uh, I am very happy where I am. I know. And I I'm, I'm proud of the work I did here and I'm appreciative that people still think of me in that regard. Um I i love what i'm doing now yep. and the contract that i have with tulane is is a is one that suits me well that's so. great to hear uh then you know the
4: there is a vacancy because of uh we lost our friend jeff charles and you uh you have a way with words that i and some others don't uh, but you had some great tributes both video wise and uh written form uh following the passing of jeff i know you were uh, we had talked earlier that week on the show. I know you were yeah. looking forward to, to seeing him, and you spoke about that. And tonight you'll uh, you'll be in Minji's, and it is uh, still shocking to look over there and not see him. And you'll experience that tonight, unfortunately.
6: Yeah, that, that's going to be strange uh, when I get there tonight. There's no question about that. And, and seeing some of the people here at this school that I haven't seen since all that happened— um, Yeah, I mean, that that night was, you know, I can't imagine what it was like here. I know there in New Orleans when I, you know, my my athletic director called me when he first heard that something had happened. And he called me just because he knew about my time here and knew about my connection to here and to Jeff. Uh, And so that, you know, hour or so when I first found out to when we got the news was just a a blur. Um, And so, you know, yeah, tonight is going to be very weird for uh, when I first get in. There's no way around it. No doubt about that, but uh, still uh,
4: thinking about the voice. Uh, Wednesday was his day uh, here on Pirate Radio Live, and uh, just still uh, shocking not to have him with us anymore. But the uh, the legacy will certainly live on forever. Corey Glore, Stephen Igo here in the Pirate Radio studios. I know you need to run, Corey. Um, but well, it's great to have you, man. Thanks for the invite. Um, yeah. Glad can, that ECU and Tulane are staying in the conference together. We'll at least get to talk to you and see you. <coughs> yeah. yeah. So I
6: great. mean, it's, uh, you know, with how this conference is going to start looking here next year, I think there are some big things in store for both of these schools, definitely on the gridiron. I, I think what, what Michael Schwartz is trying to build here will pay dividends here in the near future. Uh, and and obviously what baseball is doing here and continues to do here is going to be the bell cow of that conference so until further notice. So uh, I'm glad that these two are hopefully carrying some torches here for the New Look American.
4: I go. you ready for all the preseason publications to come out with Tulane, number one in yeah, the AAC? It's going to and- be Tulane, UTSA, and everybody, else. and how is how are the Green Wave going to handle
6: that? That'll be new for them. Schedule be golf. a lot tougher this year, upcoming than we had last year. Non conference. I we, think I looked. You got Ole Miss, Ole Miss again. at home, South Alabama at home. We go to Southern Miss. Uh, we have UTSA at home in the last week of the season. And so I, I know many people around the league have already kind of kept their eye on that one. But they just started spring practice uh, yesterday in uh, inside Yeoman Stadium. So they're already getting cranked up here.
4: Good deal. Corey, uh, have a great call tonight. Great seeing you, buddy. And keep up the great work. Hello. That's a great way to end it. Igo, can
6: you stick around? Yeah, I mean, I just got here. How will how will the audience know what monotone voice <laughs> That's it remains?
7: True. You may you, you maybe need to stay so we can have dual, uh,
4: dueling voices. Go Igo, up. can you stick around? Wink, wink. It's I actually, absolutely can, Clip. It's actually going to be Corey staying for the rest Hello. of the show. Uh, we will take a break, come back. Oh, did you ever find that Clip?
0: I found three Todd Graffinini. Can we play those real quick? Play them all. all right, let's play them all. all right, is there
4: go. a B.J. Tyson one?
0: I didn't see. What did you say it was titled? All right, just I, play
4: I, what you got. Let's uh, hear what just, you got. Just, one this is what be we it. got.
0: Right. Uh, actually, two of them I'm not going to play because one's five minutes, one's 23. Actually, there's only one I'm going to play. say
4: uh, a very tough schedule for you guys this year, I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, this is his daughter crying. Yeah. It's a, uh, a very <laughs> tough let's schedule get. for you just guys this year, I've noticed.
3: Yeah, yeah, September is no cakewalk at all, obviously. We start with Grambling at home and you know, Grambling went How about thirteen this? games a year ago. Up. Yeah, I know, it's a tough <laughs> schedule back there, kid. I know, I, I I get it. Um but uh no, look, Grambling <laughs> Grambling's no cakewalk. They they had Arizona beat last year in Tucson oh, you're good. They uh, so lost their quarterback, so Right. we gotta get this All right, uh, we, gotta go from there. we gotta go man we
4: Todd go. thank you Todd enjoyed it take care of your business this was a fun interview Yeah. <laughs> uh,
7: yeah. Clip you sound different in that clip yeah you yeah, does he doesn't even sound
6: like you, yeah, you I do. was like thank you Todd <laughs> You sounded like you were happy and full of joy. Oh, yeah. Well, that was I'm years ago.
4: Bruised and battered and weathered at this point. All right. Well, Chandler, great work over there, buddy. <laughs> Let's uh, take a break. We'll come back, have more for you on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Go see Corey Glor and Minji's tonight and say hello. Back with you after this.
1: to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom T-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at ENC.com. Now, back to the show.
0: Welcome back to the program. Thinking about takeout tonight, Familia can make everything real easy for you with a great selection of Italian food and more. Visit familianc.com to see the full menu featuring pizzas, pastas, salads, and homemade desserts. Place your own Order online or call 689-6330 and Familia will have your order ready in their convenient drive through window for pickup. Finish up a busy day with a great dinner for yourself or your family from Familia. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Flip Brock.
4: All right, Chan, man. You are doing a great job. That's not just me saying that. That's uh, listener Kaz saying you're doing great. Thanks, Kaz. As I see you reaching over to the other mouse, you got three... Well, you got four computers, technically, your own right now. Four mice, two arms, one brain. I also told him he was doing a great job. I mean, yeah. So you're getting your uh, your flowers, as the kids say. You ever said that before, Igo? You're like, getting your flowers. We need to give R.J. Felton his flowers. You need to write that in your next article. I, I'm not writing that. <laughs> Fine. I'm, I'll say R.J. Felton played incredibly hard like i don't understand what that even means get your flowers i don't know what it means either it just means you're doing a good job your it means you're being un, uh, noticed unnoticed for your efforts yeah unappreciated oh okay i got got it um so
7: flying under the radar yeah something like that and uh, let's just move on
4: Chandler played the Todd Graffinini BJ Tyson clip that I wanted to hear last segment when Graf was upset. Not because his team was going into overtime, but because his flight was going to get home even later.
1: Barkley trying to get it in, trying to get it in, throws a
5: baseball
3: pass. It's taken by Tyson, who throws up a prayer and it goes in with 0.8 to go.
1: I don't believe it. I do not believe what I just saw. I don't believe it. I don't believe it.
4: <laughs> That's the sound of a man who knows that uh, he's going to be getting home uh, a long, long time from now, and he is upset about it.
7: Kentrell Barkley, nice little throwbacks there. B.J. Tyson, oh, yeah. Graffinini, Morgan Ehlers, the one constant. Nice crowd pop.
4: Yep.
3: Good I, crowd
7: I don't pop.
4: remember it being a great crowd. No. It, it just wasn't. shows you how loud it can get in there. Uh, one for the ages, crowd wise, on Saturday. I go, that was a lot of fun. Uh, it was cool, too. Uh, and we'll get uh, Errol Bing on the show on a future date. Been chatting with him a little bit. Um, but he and Mikulas were in the house, and it reminded me of Marquette, Louisville, those mm-hmm. days uh, with the crowd and the excitement in Minji's <clears throat> the other night. It was a lot of fun.
7: Yeah, I saw Brock Young down there, too. Um, did, they, did I miss her, or did they just
4: not announce? those guys i walked out during halftime i think they were on the court at halftime i guess they didn't say the players by name because my anyway yeah i don't i don't think they said each individual player's name because i was i was interested as somebody who grew up
7: watching that era i know they recognized the you know the 1970 team that um or the 70s team that went to the tournament i believe but i was just i wanted them to announce like mickey loss and and brock young and Errol Bing, so I could see like what the crowd pop was because I feel like it. You know, a lot of people in the building, like myself, grew up watching those guys. But, yeah. You know, maybe they didn't have a list of everybody to name. So, but it was cool to see them back. It was an awesome atmosphere, and um, it just it really makes you just kind of hold on to that hope of man. If ECU basketball ever becomes a good program, how special Minji's can be. You know, it doesn't have to just be the number one team in the country and i was talking to to coach schwartz you know even after our interview uh on tuesday and he's like look i mean we don't have to get it seven eight thousand if we get five thousand in there consistently it can be an amazing atmosphere and he's kind of has a clear he has a clear vision for how he wants to build it and other coaches have as well and 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 you know i I just like where he's coming from though i think he he kind of has a a great clear vision for what he wants to build it's going to take time but (coughs) You know, I think him seeing that the other night motivates him a lot too, because it's like, hey, if we pack this place out, it can truly be somewhere special. Because it, it, yeah, it's not the most glamorous place to watch a basketball game, but just the loudness of the
4: venue is is special, man. That low roof makes it an incredible place to play basketball when it's full. And you hope it is heading the right direction. I really like uh, Coach Schwartz what he's doing. The problem is a lot of things he can't control, which is um, keeping guys on his roster and bringing guys in that are talented basketball players. Uh, so I, I hesitate to even have these discussions, I go, but, I mean, if you do have Ezra, RJ, Brandon back next year along with others and he's bringing in hopefully even better talent to play, it, it the conference lightens up a little bit. Like, it gives you reason to have hope to be excited once again it's just so tricky to have these conversations with the way college sports are right now
7: there's no doubt i will say the uh you know there's an nil collective out there that's already paying a handful of the players so i think that that will help good now is that going to you know retain them if if somebody else comes calling but it does at least make it easier and you know that same nil collective and these donors who have stepped up Maybe if you need to go to a pot of money to say, hey, we need to raise money to keep this guy here, maybe that is now available, whereas previously it was not. So um, I do think more of that is for football, but there is some for basketball as well. And, and, you know, I continue to urge any donor out there, ECU's got to get behind this NIL collective because it is, right now, it is a factor in retaining players more than anything, in my opinion. So I think it's, I think he's got kind of a, Hey, if we keep this core together and add this one or two pieces, you know, he, he kind of has that vision and that's how he wants to do it. I do think the guys are bought in. Um, you know, Ezra was talking about how excited he is for next year in the post game, like unprompted. He was mm-hmm. like, I'm ready for next year when we're all a little older and a little more mature. He's like, Yeah, we got games left and we're going to finish this thing. But, you know, when your star freshman or standout freshman is, is talking that way, and he started, you know, he started slow found his rhythm, hit a wall, and now he's come back. Yeah. So like to me, he's kind of gone through the the prototypical freshman year and has survived and overcome it. And so I just feel like you're in a pretty good place as a program right now. Even if they lose the rest of their games, I like where this program's going. They're going to be underdogs the rest of the way, including the conference tournament, but they've
4: already surpassed most people's expectations. So looking at the standings, I go, Corey Gloer, Wants Tulane to get in that two-three spot to avoid Houston as long as they can. We're we're trying to get out of our eight-nine spot right now. (laughs) Yes, hundred percent. So the best way there, unfortunately, might be losing out. Yeah, and SMU has Memphis and Cincinnati left, and they might lose out themselves. So do we have a tiebreaker situation? I was going to ask that. Can you get your guy on the horn, Chuck Sullivan? And let us know, because they, what, split during the regular season? SMU, yes, ECU? they split. Home and, home. and I will try to effort to look at right. what the tiebreaker is. Oh, okay. um, I'm not going to email him right now. That's what I really wanted you to do and see if you could get a response. But right now, ECU 5-10, three games left to go. Tulane, Tulane, UCF, SMU, once again, has Memphis and Cincinnati left on the docket. So they are all those games by smu and ecu they're going to be dogs in those games yeah and likely to lose which means they likely um both finish at 5 and 13 and then what does that mean ecu will have more wins overall i go i don't know if it goes to that it probably goes to some kind of ranking or net ranking or some something (sighs) yeah i feel like it's uh let's see tiebreakers here
7: because SMU overall
4: is only ten and nineteen right now. Pirates <laughs> right. fourteen and fourteen. Tiebreakers, win-loss record in conference. All right, so we're even there. Then head-to-head
7: record, even there, and then record against the highest-ranked team outside of the tied teams. So in the conference, yeah. So basically, what they do is they would go. I think it's winner-winning percentage. They would go from the top of the standings down. So, like, both of them are winless against Houston.
4: Therefore, they would go to the next team. Temple was defeated by, and we beat Cincinnati. So, essentially, you would go down until
7: one of those teams, ECU or SMU, beat first. Whoever's higher in the standings. Okay. And is that
4: Temple or Cincinnati? It looks like it would be, well, they're going to end up tied. <laughs> <laughs> right now, Cincinnati ten and seven, Temple nine. We're we gonna 7. have to have another scenarios breakdown as far as was we're... that your last scenario? Uh, there it said et cetera for that on the Wikipedia et cetera. page, so I don't. So I wa- so let's say Cincinnati and Temple end up tied, ECU beat Wichita State. That might be enough to do it. Yeah. I'll look at SMU again, but like, wow, we are going down the tiebreakers here, folks. Uh, Wichita State, okay, they swept. Um, smu so boy this is crazy i don't know Uh, it could come down to who finishes higher between cincinnati and temple and what let's run the scenario if uh what if ecu
7: ties with ucf in south florida
4: okay so let's look at it hi tie
7: well done Chandler. That was good stuff. Nicely done. That's producing 101. ECU is currently two games behind in the win column. So they'd have to beat... So we're going to beat UCF, make up that one. Mm -hmm. And then beat Tulane tonight. And that assumes UCF loses this other game, which is at Temple, which is completely doable. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, USF would have the tiebreaker over both UCF and ECU because USF swept both of them. So then it will come down to what ECU
4: and that's crazy to hear. I, yeah,
7: I don't know. Whatever, man. Let's just. I, I don't want to run through the scenarios. Done,
4: done, So it looks like ECU will be locked into that eight-nine matchup, eight, but nine it seems locked it four-six. Not, and, I should say nine
7: or ten seems <clears throat> most likely.
4: And South Florida looked really good against East Carolina this year, but you know. I mean, yeah, USF is uh, they're beatable. But yeah,
7: th- I, I would feel. Hard feel much better about playing South Florida than Wichita
4: or UCF. Yeah. And then uh it would be another date with those big bad Houston Cougars. Did they look like a uh national championship contender to you, Aga? Yeah, I mean they got four guys who can score at a
7: high level. They just defend, they rebound, and when ECU started scoring, they had an answer every single time. I mean, they're just they're tough, they're old. They're a typical Calvin Sampson team. They don't really have that big, you know, imposing like six eleven player, but they got like those six eight guys who can just jump, who can shoot. The rebound. way they
4: rebounded the other night and had their arms over our guys' arms, it looked like they had three seven footers. They're just yeah, they're just
7: bigger and more athletic. Like people were kept saying they they were going over the back, and to me, no, like they're just better athletes. They have elite athleticism. That's why they're that good. That's why they rebound that good every game. Are they physical? Yeah, you could, you know, you can make the argument that they foul every time down the court. Yeah, but like that's just their style of play, and it's kind of smart if you think about it because the refs aren't going to call a foul on the number one team in the country. Once you kind of establish yourself, you're not going to get that call every single time. ECU had to get absolutely hammered to get fouls in most cases. And they did get a lot of foul calls and did yeah. go to the line a lot. Just didn't and make enough free throws. Didn't make them. I, I thought the team played fine they just if you can play fine with shooting poor from the free throw line and poor from the field but like the the plan worked like they had open shots and they had they got to the free throw line like what more can you ask for against the best defense in the country
4: yeah uh christian wants to get back to the tiebreaker discussion (laughs) says smu has the tiebreaker we beat them by five they beat us by six that is not that's not how it works all right sorry Kristen. you have been unless that is further down the tiebreaker list christian also says can the tech on schwartz be explained i'll explain it from my vantage point he's out 15 feet on the court arguing with a ref that's a technical fail uh it was one of the worst charge calls i've ever seen so i don't sure him. i'm not uh, i'm just saying the technical was called because he's all the way out there in the court complaining so you As get, he should you can't do that and that's why it was called um but yeah it was a what a flop right yeah i mean it was it was blatant like you
7: could see the guy just like eject himself backwards and you, no. you could also see clip eject himself from 213 yep at that very moment i was out of there uh great
4: cover by the pirates though
7: yeah the boon jay with a big three i looked over uh stanford steve was clapping <laughs> as soon as he hit it so i figured he had the uh the pirates
4: plus uh what was it 20 that uh, was 21 last yeah. i checked so he got that that big cover. Uh, have you seen the line for tonight, Chan Man? Oh, he has. Have you, I guess, yep. I'm sure you have. Is that uh, it's like six, six, six and, and a, a half? half. Yeah. yeah. Sounds about right.
7: I mean, Tulane is a really good basketball team. And the thing that scares me about this game, and I liked ECU's chances going in until I saw they lost the previous two. And with them playing for seeding and having an older team not coming off their their best game they're going to come out ready to go tonight
4: this is not an early march we've lost two in a row let's pack it in this is a we still got a chance to do something this yeah. year go to postseason finish strong kind of get yourself right situation for the green wave yep. let's uh anything else no i, I agree 100 great job Corey. great job this segment pretending to be Igo. man you killed it hello <laughs> let's uh you want to stick around one more segment yeah all right well, uh, come back. More to go with Steven Igo. Talk a little pirate baseball and whatever else is on your mind. If you got a question, comment. You can get it in Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. And uh, give us a like for the 17 more viewers than we have likes right now. What are you doing with your life? Give us a like. If you want ECU basketball to pull off
7: the upset tonight, how many likes are we at? 13. We have got to get to 20 likes by the time I leave this studio. If not, the Pirates will lose tonight. They will lose on Friday. They will lose on Sunday. If you want the Pirates to win, hit that like button. Let's go.
4: Let's get a Pirate victory. By the way, this worked during football season. This is not a hoax or anything. This is real life. This is real. Uh, So just seven measly likes, and there are enough people watching currently to do it right now. Why you're not doing it, I don't know. I can't explain your poor life choices, but I can tell you we'll be back after this.
1: listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at ENC.com. Now, back to the show.
0: Welcome back to the show. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese, biscuits, and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shale gas, including 93 ethanol, free high-octane t- gas. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Brock.
4: Chan Man getting it done almost two hours down, and then we'll have just one to go, and you can excel. but uh, proud of you. Young Chandler, for the job you're doing today. Uh, One of the reasons East Carolina lost yesterday to Duke in baseball was because of our guy, Johnny Stats, Johnny Robertson on Facebook Live, uh, pointed out uh, that Jacob Jenkins Coward had a hitting streak going. And what do you do when that happens? Well, he went 0 for yesterday, 2Ks, and in a big moment, could not get uh, a runner in when he had the bases loaded. So, Johnny, thanks for nothing. But he has added another stat for us today. He is really good with the stats. He said, last season, the Pirates opponents were 14 of 16 in stolen bases after seven games. This season, they are only three out of five. The Pirates are plus eight this season in stolen bases, while last season, they were minus eight after seven games. Nice work, Justin. So Johnny likes to go deep inside the uh, UB stat sheet. I go and pull out some gems. to consider. And he's done it again today.
7: Yeah, Will Coxon made just an elite throw at one point to throw out a base runner. That was one of the few highlights of the game. But just watching that, you know, watching that up close and in person, that was like a big league throw. Um, And ECU was getting crushed at the time, but it was still cool to see. So that was – it it was – I don't know if cool is the right word or what, but, like, ECU fans didn't leave. You know, I think everybody was just kind of, like, happy to chill on a nice day and watch baseball. It was – nobody was really – thrilled with their performance but when ecu got some hits late like it was loud
4: also nine nothing favorite. uh is different than three to nothing or yeah. five to two but I, there was probably i thought leaving the studio down nine nothing yesterday i was like well we'll probably get like five runs here it's gonna right. happen and it, it just never did yeah there was a few times they would get a runner
7: on or like hit into a double play you know they just had some bad luck too but they got to figure out a way to, to start with more urgency you know it's, it's easy to say that like yeah. in the first inning they had some like had some good at bats they hit the ball hard twice just had nothing to show for it and then it seemed like after that they just kind of lost their their edge you know a lot of swings on balls out of the zone uh noticing you know noticing that watching it from the behind the ecu dugout just duke had a plan to be extremely patient which obviously was exacerbated by ECU's lack of command. And then on the other side, ECU was pretty aggressive,
4: and I thought that times bit them. Honestly, ECU has beaten some good Duke teams over the year. The Pirates kind of owned this series. Like I, mean, they was would,
7: of me it, I mean, it 22 of 23.
4: yesterday. I mean, that's nuts because they've played much better Duke teams than probably the one they have this year, but Duke kind of owed them one. They were definitely yeah. due in this series. I wrote down uh, – in my
7: game story i was like the numbers suggested duke was due for a game like this now i mean they're still two and 22 in the last 24 against ecu so you know they they wanted this one man i was watching their dugout and like even when they were up nine nothing they turned a double play in like the seventh and their head coach was over there fist pumping so you know this game meant a lot to them regardless of what they say uh, i did you know chat with eric tyler after the game who's their hitting coach now um, Duke's so,
4: hitting coach. Yeah. Oh wow.
7: So I knew uh, he was doing some uh, instructional stuff. Yeah. He just got hired. So I was awesome. talking to him. It was awesome to catch up with Good him. Good him. I think he he was definitely at a weird spot because he was like glad with how well they played, but you know, you know, wasn't real thrilled with well, I guess beating his alma mater like that. But he knows ECU is a, a much better team than what the score suggested. So uh, I just told him congrats and you know, know it was a big win for them.
4: Good stuff. Steven Igo Hoist the Colors, joining us. Igo, uh, what is on the docket for you this week over at HTC?
7: A lot, of, uh, a lot of recruiting content. We're starting to ramp that up a little bit as recruiting visits will resume this month as far as football. Uh, we've also got some recruiting nuggets on where the basketball staff has been. They were on the road earlier this week in uh, Kentucky. So we're following all that. And then, as always, game coverage. We were in Durham covering baseball. We were in Chapel Hill on Sunday uh covering uh the unc series and basketball will be there tonight we'll be there this weekend so covering all the sports getting geared up for spring football and uh yeah exciting time excited about the the women's basketball tournament coming up we'll follow that excited about softball you know they're off to a 12 and 3 start and you know about to play some uh some good competition in the coming week so interested to see how that transpires and
4: may try and make it out there to a game soon man when you put it like that a ton going on right now and uh something else to keep an eye on cj johnson keaton mitchell at the nfl combine i believe it's uh cj and the receiver saturday mitchell sunday
7: correct yeah Yeah. one o'clock on both those days it'll be the receivers and cj saturday and yeah keaton on sunday and i think Keaton Mitchell's 40-yard dash has got to be one of the more anticipated 40-yard dashes of anybody. I mean, I think he's been listed on several lists as far as guys to look out for. And even CJ's 40 to me is crucial because he's a bigger receiver. He's going to test well in terms of size and measurements. If he could run in the four fives, I think he's got a shot to get drafted. You know, if he's... You know, game speed did not... Or game speed at times played faster than than what he, he kind of really is you know judging by some of his straight line
4: speed but i do think if he runs a good time that will help him uh by the way uh quick update on the buccaneer musical scoreboard presented by DeBuck: DeBuck. east carolina softball with a one nothing lead over elon as they are playing on the road today so we'll keep you up to date with that throughout the remainder of our show i go thanks for joining us man absolutely thanks for having me when we return we'll talk to mason not the one you want the other one patrick mason <laughs> Mason Garcia unable to join us today. Hopefully, uh, we talk to him soon. Uh, We have a lot of questions that people chimed in with to ask Mason Garcia. We're going to ask those questions to Patrick Mason and talk some pirate hoops, pirate baseball, and uh, maybe some soup. I cooked some soup the other day. I'll tell you how it was when we return after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show. Welcome
0: back to the program. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home and save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host,
4: Flip Brock. All right. Thank you, man of Chan, Chandler Honeycutt, doing a great job wearing multiple hats today here on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, We are now joined by Patrick Mason from the Daily Reflector here on PRL. As uh, expected to talk to Mason Garcia during this time slot, but uh, he is unable to join us today. Hope to talk to him uh in the near future but uh we do have a mason for you it is patrick mason and uh patrick big shoes to fill how you doing doing pretty good yeah i uh just in case if anyone was wondering i can also fill in at qb1 uh this this fall so so we know you are uh you were a talented swimmer Mm -hmm. what other sports did you play Uh, i played baseball water polo um, ba- basically, just water polo, just those those three mainly. Water polo seems like uh, you got to be really conditioned well, to yeah. Survive. I-, I couldn't play it now, we could put it that way, but yeah, you definitely just had to
2: like tread water for you know, hours. You score any goals, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Um, I mean, it-, it was a lot of fun. It was essentially swimming, but like a game form, you know. How much
4: contact is there in that, a sport?
2: lot, yeah, yeah rough it up. Yep. Because the refs really can't see underwater, so you're kind of just like battling with someone under the water. What's the uniform sitch? Is it just Speedos? Yeah. Because basically you just don't want a lot to grab onto. You know, like you can't wear like trunks out there. So like jammers, it's essentially like a a bike short kind of thing. Okay. And then you wear like this like headgear, so like kind of plastic around your ear. Yep. But other than that, you
4: know. So instead of talking to Mason Garcia, we're talking water polo today. Already <laughs> Just that everyone Does was anyone really for... care? No, I don't <laughs> think so, Jeff. Uh, so I've got a lot of questions that were supposed to be asked to Mason Garcia, but I would like to ask them to you. Yeah, let's do it. Instead. Um, this is from Mike. So Patrick, with the transfer portal, as prevalent as it is, what made you stay? I'm 100% thankful you did. So why i guess for you why stay at the reflector rather than another opportunity out there for you well i think i actually i did
2: utilize the transfer portal um in 2021 i came on over here from from rocky mount uh just uh, a different opportunity and a place to play a place to to start on the the top writing team i guess covering football so here we go
4: all right that's good (laughs) enough uh kellen says as a fellow much older graduate of carolina forest high school uh, was fried chicken Thursday still a thing when you were a student? It was, but sometimes I did it on Tuesdays because there was a little <laughs> supply chain issue. But
2: yeah, it was at least at least once a week. So
4: what was your favorite uh school meal? Did you did you bring your own lunch or did you eat from the cafeteria? I was actually a really big like bring my bag lunch guy. Yeah. Like I ate
2: two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches like every day for like four years. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I, I just loved that. And then um there there was a couple school lunches like when they had like you know that weird like square super greasy pizza. Of course. Like you know that was a must you had to get sometimes but I was just a huge
4: like just plow all the sandwiches. I mean I, I ate like six meals a day. A game changer was when Chick-fil-A was introduced to our high school lunchroom oh. and then pretty much had that every day if I had enough money on me. That sounds dangerous. At the time, yeah. Uh Chandler, did you want to chime in, in this conversation? You're,
0: you're going to like this one patrick but mine was soup day uh vegetable soup grilled cheese dunk the grilled cheese in Mm. the soup yes that Mm. sounds awesome or you can get a pb and j so it was a uh you could pick between pb and j or grilled cheese so
4: more uh soup talk coming up later on in the show uh cameron asking uh do you speak italian no i I do not i think it'd be i would um
2: just thinking of languages i think there'd be a really fun language to know definitely um just it's unique and
4: but, yeah, I, I do not speak Italian. Do you know any other languages? Um, just Except for some really poor Spanish, no. Yeah. <laughs> I took a lot of years of Spanish, including, mm-hmm. man, Spanish 2 at ECU was an absolute bear. Oh, man. Oh, my god! I know it. Barely got through that one.
2: I, I set up my schedule in high school where I took as much Spanish as I could so I can fulfill that language requirement so I didn't have to do it in college. Because I was already struggling in, in high school, and I was like, I just know college
4: is that much more difficult. Mm. Uh, this question is from my guy.
0: My guy.
4: Nephew, Rajay My Harris. Boy. My guy. Uh, Patrick, why Carolina Forest was scared to play Burns your senior year? They they were just really good. I don't
2: know. I, <laughs> we, we were a little scared, but... <laughs> no, I, I honestly, I, I it's funny. I saw that you posted that uh, that question. I think Rajay was one of the first to respond. Yeah. And I read that. I'm like, I, I wonder what this is all I about. I want to hear this answer. Yeah, Two, me, too, uh, me South too.
4: Carolina boys. Yeah, me Maybe too. a rivalry there. So... uh <laughs> Hopefully we can get to the bottom of that with uh, Mason Garcia. But today we're having a Q&A with Patrick Mason. Patrick, what is your favorite Italian dish? Probably Does it count if I say chicken parmesan? Like I guess that's Italian, yeah, right? Yeah, certainly. so I'm going to have to go with that. It's it's my favorite. It's awesome. Okay. Uh, Rohan says, who's the receiver you have the best connection with on the field? Um, I guess he's not here anymore, but I'd probably say Isaiah Winstead. <laughs> now, <kind> of. <laughs> like that answer is to be determined for right. you as a writer. Like, who's our go-to guy? I mean, is it is it Shane Calhoun right now? I mean, he honestly, he caught
2: everything. Right? You could throw it in a, any sort of well, radius. T- I'm it. talking
4: more from an interview standpoint. Well, yeah. From but, a production standpoint, Shane Calhoun. Right, yeah. but, I,
2: but I'm saying, like, if, if I were to, like, just, hey, throw this football
4: to someone, I'm probably picking Shane because he, he catches everything. Um, all right. What did you have to work on the most to get the starting nod? And uh, we'll... Let's phrase this into your line of work. What have you worked on the most in your professional career to get to where you are today, Patrick?
2: Um, you know, I guess that's a good question. I guess it was honestly just just getting out there as well and just writing a whole bunch of different types of stories. Um, instead of just like a game story of here's what happened, you got to, you know, maybe throw some opinion in there, have some columns, also have some longer pieces maybe some more in-depth reporting style stuff. So just kind of like a wide range of stories instead of just, you know, watching a game and telling you what happened. So
4: I was on the student newspaper at Conley. I did a lot of any radio audio stuff I could do back in the day. Uh, what did you do coming up? Yeah. So I worked
2: for the the college newspaper um, and I, I was thrown all over. I covered, it was like women's tennis. I covered some soccer. I think I covered a football game here and there. Like I, I was everywhere. And, Um, I got my start um, when I switched into into journalism, and I I wrote just out of the blue, I went to like an intramural uh, Frisbee game, and I just wrote this kind of cool feature about the guy who started this program, and it was just like kind of the most random story ever, but the editor at the paper thought it was kind of neat, and that's how I got my start, so just really just getting out there and just
4: writing something. What a story. Yeah. (laughs) Miss Karen's proud.
2: (laughs) Is that her name? Yeah, 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 it is her name. Yeah, I, I, no, you're right. I was the just bitches. like, I don't, yeah. I mean, that, like, that was just a story that just says, like, hey, I can go find something on my own and do yeah. something, you know. Uh, what's your game day routine? Um, i say I li- like to get a little bit of like a workout in and just kind of like, I always feel like at the beginning of a season where I feel like you almost feel like you're the players, it's like fresh slate. It kind of gives you an opportunity to like, you know, get off the couch and, you know, mm-hmm. do something. So I like to kind of get the blood moving a little bit. Um, I like to get there, you know, somewhat
4: early and just you know get set up a little bit but we are asking questions meant for mason garcia to patrick mason great news segment on the show
0: i was i was just about i was just thinking this like anybody that's just now tuning in is probably thinking what the hell is going on like, what are they talking about
4: patrick what's your favorite jersey combo um i like the just the purple
2: and uh i'm trying to think of what was that really nice one they they just they just threw it up on, on twitter a couple of oh days yeah there. the, the yeah, modern throwback, throwback. Yeah, yeah i mean that, that one got me too that, that one's awesome Favorite pirate football memory so far? Probably. Okay, this is maybe not even part of the game, but I, I loved it when Mike Houston slammed that. uh the oh, was, yeah. Slack turn and go, how about them parts? How about them friggin' parts? It, it was just cool. Like, in a way. How about that, those
3: friggin' parts?
2: Yeah, it was because it was just fun to see him show emotion like that and yeah. just just to like, it kind of pulls back the curtain a little bit on how much he actually puts into this thing. You know, I mean, he's.
4: He really cared about about that win, and that, that was huge. I think it was after Memphis, right? It was after the marathon game that mm-hmm. was Memphis. Uh, and uh, impressive physique on you, Patrick. What's your <laughs> uh, favorite and best power lift between Scott uh, squat, Scott <laughs> between squat, deadlift, and bench press? Well, I don't do
2: any of the first two, and I bench like you know nothing. So How I'm gonna have to go bench? with bench. I I just I,
4: I try to avoid squatting. Like in general? Yeah. 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 Did you ever catch on the baseball field? No. Yeah, tough on them knees. All right, well, thank you for asking those questions to uh, Patrick Mason today, and great answers, Patrick. Yeah, the bait-and-switch segment. Uh, (laughs) Gotcha! (laughs) Eric uh, says, chicken parm is top five all-time, but it is Americanized Italian. The thought of it probably makes Mason Garcia's Nana cry. That's what I said. Like, someone always has to say
2: oh it's not authentic but like if you go to an italian, italian sorry restaurant. i've never been to italy right what but do you mean if you, you go to a restaurant it's it's on the menu and you eat it like i mean what what is authentic italian what just like a noodle like i don't know i mean it's tasty it sounds italian and it's really good so i'm yeah. going with that get off his back I'm, I'm sticking with
0: it i was actually just thinking i wish i would have thought about this but put mason garcia ECU QB one so people maybe people that are not aware of our program and stuff actually thought this guy was Mason Garcia
4: <laughs> um, yeah impressive looking <laughs> guy looks kind of older because you answered the question for so a like college you, student yeah, yeah. and uh, you kind of look Italian I guess <laughs> maybe if I eat enough chicken parm what does the uh, Mason name go back to where are your ancestors from Patrick uh,
2: I'm like I think I'm so my, on my mom's side I'm very Irish my dad's side I'm like Norwegian and German so mm-hmm.
4: you know it it could be a lot of everything All right, Uh, a little bit of everything patrick mason joining us we'll talk ecu athletics and more when we return we'll also make you a winner open up the booty bag here on a wednesday if you have a real question for patrick mason or a question for mason garcia you'd like for me to ask patrick you can get those in twitter youtube facebook also i go said earlier today that if we don't get 20 likes on YouTube, is going to lose in basketball tonight. We're at 18, and we've got nine more viewers than we have likes. So two of you should probably hit the like button right now if you want ECU to win tonight.
0: Now He didn't only just say tonight. He said tonight, Friday, and Sunday. Right. So hit the like button, please.
4: You better do it now, or we could see a three-game losing streak. We're now just one away, and we're going to have that when we return after this.
1: i to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right,
0: welcome back to the program. Russell's Clothing in downtown Washington has everything you need for game day or any day or any other day for men and women, whether it is dress, casual, or even a formal occasion. Russell's has you covered. Russell's has have Russell's has served Eastern North Carolina and beyond for forty years with quality clothing and personal service. Russell Rus, Russell's clothing on Main Street in downtown Washington. Pirates supporting pirates. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. All right, you got to finish
4: strong, Chandler. You got through it. That's good. Finish strong. Patrick Mason joining us, Pirate Radio Studios on a Wednesday. Chandler, uh, maybe some breaking news here. We're going to start sports trivia early tonight so folks can get over to Minji's for basketball. Uh, around a 6.30 start time. Might push it back if you're uh, coming in a few minutes late. But we're going to go 6.30 to about 8.15, 8.30, and uh, have fun. And uh, I might have uh, a new teammate for you tonight, Chandler. Maybe some breaking news here. Patrick Mason could be in. First time ever. Oh.
0: Wow. For some
4: sports trivia. Man, that would be great. That'd be a big boost. Also, and tonight
0: would be a great night because we're gonna be down hundred percent it's gonna be down. I think it's right well, now at least two or three.
4: Other breaking news, I believe Jake, the anchor of the team, will be coming tonight too. So that uh Let's go. Baby. With him and uh new addition Patrick
1: Let's Mason. Let's go. I like could
4: it. be a win tonight. For also you guys. more breaking news. Mason Garcia will be taking my place at trivia. <laughs> 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 a complete body swap, a life swap yeah. going on. Uh, Yeah, we were hoping to have uh, Mason Garcia scheduled to today. uh, Had a conflict. Hopefully, we can get him on the program soon. Patrick Davis asking, uh, one of your Patrick brethren out there. Love it. Has soup been brought up yet? It it has uh, by Chandler. He loved the vegetable soup at school. Uh, Over the weekend, I I made some soup and not – I got some broth and I did get some cream of chicken. So, I don't know if I, like, made it. Like, I'm not saying I made soup from scratch. It's pretty close. But I had raw uh carrots, celery, and taters. I'll say I saw the potatoes. Cooked them yes. in the soup. Um that counts. it counts. It was it was good. <clears throat> the problem is I over seasoned it. I was worried about I wanted enough taste. And and now that I've been cooking, I love piling on the seasonings and I went too heavy with it.
0: I would rather it be over seasoned sure. than under seasoned.
4: But next time I'm gonna take it easy on that, especially the salt. Take it easy on the garlic powder, the onion powder, and the, and the pepper. I think I over-peppered it. I love pepper. That's hard to do. I think I over-peppered it. Uh, but I'm happy with it because I had it Sunday. It was either Saturday or Sunday. Sunday, I want to say. And I had it for lunch Monday, lunch Tuesday. So it lasts a long time. That's good. It's cheap. And uh, it was pretty tasty, Patrick. I was pleased with it. Yeah. You can't go wrong with soup. I mean, it's it's for me it's a year-round meal <laughs> i love it and i'm a i need meat guy like i've got that taste of meat i'm like a uh like a zombie like i gotta have more I, I got that taste but i was able to have a well i guess there was chicken very few chicken chunks in the cream of chicken but outside of that it was a pretty vegetarian meal yeah. and i was like full and pleased yeah so, I'm kind of the same way where it's like if I have a
2: salad, like it's good, but like I need to have like chicken on it or I got to have some sort of meat. And it's probably a mental thing, too.
4: Even just knowing there's little chunks of chicken, that probably does the trick. Man, I'd love to do a uh, like a clam chowder. Ooh, that sounds good. I like the white. I would love uh, to try to make one of those, but maybe that'll be next on the to-do list so patrick davis there's your soup talk any soup updates for you patrick no i think my weather's last. starting to warm up warm up the coming <laughs> soup season that's right <laughs> i like my food as hot as the weather so you know. <laughs> in the winter you're into like uh salads <laughs> ice cream yep and then summertime break out the soup break out oh the man soup. big pot of chili on the fourth of july oh yeah when it's 102 <laughs> degrees man we're talking it's the spot all right. Uh, did you go to the game yesterday? I did. Yeah. I
2: yeah. Duke is uh, or I guess that Durham Bulls Athletic Park. It's it's just an amazing stadium. Like any chance I can get, I love going there. It is yeah. so much fun.
4: Uh, it is not fun to watch a game from home from. No, that, that's did. what I hear. The camera <laughs> angles are brutal. Well, they're angle, angle, yeah, angle. <laughs> not even multiple options. It's a wide shot. It's a a blimp shot. If you will. it's behind home plate. It's zoomed out. I will say the camera operator did his best or her best to, when, once the ball was hit, track the ball, see if it's – at. but even so, you, having one camera angle is, uh, is rough, and Mully was right yesterday. We are very spoiled by what we get, and Patrick, you go to just about every game, unless it's too far, so you don't get to experience it, but – uh, we are spoiled by what ecu has from a espn plus standpoint
2: yeah and i always say it too i'm even spoiled as like a reporter because ecu's facilities for us like just the press is is incredible yeah. like we get like good views we get you know just nice workspaces like for instance like you know yesterday they had you know steven and i and um his intern we, had, we were back on a, on a little table we couldn't see a thing so we all watched the game from like the stands like it You know, but that wouldn't happen at ECU. It's not like oh, I can't see anything. I got to go
4: elsewhere. I mean, I mean that's it's almost every place. It's just ECU really does it well. How uh, concerned should we be about the Pirates against starting pitching so far this season? Um, I I wouldn't get too worried about it. I know that they've been starting slow, but
2: um, I honestly wouldn't be too worried about it. I mean, their hitters are fine. It's just sometimes you just run into it. I wouldn't say it was like phenomenal pitching. It was just I think they were pretty aggressive early on and just kind of got caught. Because um, it was it was a tight game it was you know one nothing through four innings they had their chances and
4: then you know obviously that one monster inning just kind of sucks all the life out of you. Uh, this weekend you've got the LeClaire Classic you covered last year's right yep. and uh, it's fun to it's fun for the players we talked to them on the Delcor Players Lounge Monday but. Fun for me, fun for you covering the game, though. We get to see all these different teams. So, Indiana, Georgetown, Long Beach State in for the weekend, and it uh, should be a fun three days of baseball. Yeah, I love playing – or I'm not playing, but I love seeing
2: teams from just all over the country, like Indiana – Um, you know, like a Big Ten team, you know, they got to play in the South, and I mean, just just a lot of I forget what was it last year was Maryland? Does that sound right? Mm -mm. Um,
4: it's just just kind of neat to see. Like, we've had a lot of Big Ten teams. We've had Michigan, Ohio State over the years come
2: play. Yeah, and I think it's just kind of fun. It's like you can't really see like too many different play styles in baseball, but. You can kind of see, like, you know, pitching might be different. And just It's just fun to see different teams, honestly, and just different fan bases. And it's, it's really cool.
4: That reminds me. We didn't know at the time Maryland would be so good. That yeah. ended up being a big win for East Carolina later on in the year. And, uh, you know, who knows? Well, one of these teams could be similar in 2023. Uh, Indiana... Students going to be very angry after their basketball team got ripped apart by Iowa. That's right, man. (laughs) Iowa can play like the best team in the country, or just like very middle of the road. I mean, where are they, Patrick? Are they an at large? I haven't looked at Iowa. Yeah, I
2: I think Iowa should should get in now. They got a couple big wins because they beat. I'm trying. I'm playing. Nineteen community. and 11,
4: 11 and eight in conference, and Big Ten's getting a lot of teams in. So, and they have like a uh, kind of a backward road to even the two seed in the tournament. Like some things
2: got to fall right for them. But I mean, they're they're honestly like they they can make some plays. And what was it Saturday? I want to say they came back against Michigan State, like down fifteen with a minute and a half to go. Um, to win in overtime. I mean, so like they, they have, if they can shoot, I mean, they can play with anybody. So they're kind of a fun
4: team. Ooh, I like this. Uh, Joey Brackets has in Birmingham, 8-9 matchup, Iowa versus Baby T. And NC State, that'd I, be cool. And I think isn't that the same side of the bracket where they can get Alabama pretty soon? Is that Alabama right? Alabama would be the one?
2: I would love that just to like play them and just you know just yell at those guys because they're just so stupid right now.
4: <laughs> Everything going on with that. Alabama oh yeah, program. we haven't really talked about that on the show, but oh my goodness, what a what a weird position to be in as a. I was just thinking about it from a fan's perspective, and. How I would, what would I do in that situation? Like, I don't know if I could even go to games. It'd like, be tough, honestly. Like, the, it just shows you what sports can do I to know. people's like it's morality. It's certainly. like, hey, this
2: guy can, can score 40 points a game, so we just essentially don't care. Yeah. And like, it's it's weird, but I, I don't know. If like Iowa gets to that spot, it'd be, that'd be like the perfect team to root against. So I'm like, yeah, hoping for that,
4: honestly. That is true. All right. Oh, and, uh, it was Fran that was staring down the ref the other day like a maniac, right? Yeah, that was They're, so their coach, awkward. I hate that their coaches.
2: In yeah, but like he's one of those dudes where if he's on if he's on your side, Not you a, just. You, I mean, you, I think it's silly, but like it, it's just fun. Like he, the players get riled up too. I mean, he definitely gets way too many technicals, but man, like, he's got to be fun to play for. He's just always out there doing his thing. Like, if Mike Schwartz did that, like, you'd be like, all right, let's go. I want to play for this dude. Even though even, you, even though you yeah. know it's, like, silly and kind of insane.
4: <laughs> if Schwartz insane. did it, it would be like, okay, that is, that's interesting. I've never seen him do that before. Like, Franz act is old to me. I don't know. I, I'm but he doesn't,
2: like, he, he's, like,
4: on brand every game. That now. is true. He is who he is. Yeah. Like, he's not going to apologize for it, but the stare, like <laughs> it,
2: it was I'm I'm not I'm not going to lie to you it, it was a little crazy I you. like that you're fired up for it I, this yeah. is you're like I'm Alabama for- fan
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: to, to a lesser <laughs> to degree, degree Yeah. drown out the noise <laughs> yeah
4: yeah i mean look sports fans are it's it's tribalism at its worst sometimes it's a like That's coldest. a good way to put it it's uh but it's something like it's it's like a unique,
2: hypocritical. It's unique, and I I feel like I'm always even as fans, we're clamoring for something different. Like yeah, we, yeah, want, yeah. we want to get out of the shell of the cliches. We want something different. Something say something interesting. You know, we're always saying that. And like this is interesting. This is like something different. So the ref I'm here handled for
4: it. it right, I think, and and he didn't give him another tee, and he. He didn't back down either. Right. He was like, You want to have a staring contest? Let's do it. I got nothing to do during this timeout. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be talking to your team. <laughs> I literally just stand here with a blank stare until we come back to play. So I'm done. Da- let's go. Yeah. It, I mean, it, I'm not going to lie. It, it looked weird, but like. For if, those that don't you're know like what we're 18, talking about, look like up an, Fran McCaffrey
2: staring contest. Yeah. You should find. If you're like an 18, 19 year old, and you see this like grown man doing that,
4: like you, yeah, I feel like that would fire you up a little bit. <laughs> like I, I just think it could only help. I don't know. All right, uh, what were we? Oh, we were talking about the Keith Leclerc Classic and got to Iowa hoops, but I'm just like that, really fired up for college basketball. Put my fir- first future in today. Drove up to Virginia where gambling's legal. Got to do that. Uh, put. Uh, a few bucks on UCLA to win it all okay. because I watched them play this weekend. And you and it. I watched them not score. Like it was the most frustrating game ever. They couldn't score against Colorado and they still won. But they have veterans. Uh, Mick Cronin trying to knock down the door for the first time. Uh, I'm going to give him a shot.
0: Do they still have the guy with the afro or the weird hair? Yes,
4: they have Tiger. Yeah,
0: that's him. And I
4: love Jaime Jaquez. He's one of my favorite players. He is such a... He doesn't even look that athletic, but he's 12 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Just a great overall player. One of my favorite players in uh, college basketball. So I'm going Bruins. I had Kansas as a future last year, so I'm just saying there is precedent here. I like it. Get on board.
2: I feel like those dudes are cropping up more and more in basketball. You know, like Luka Doncic and like even Jokic. You know, just kind of like guys who are really talented, but like you look at them and go, that guy's not the best player in the league.
4: But here they are. Uh, fundamentally sound, and uh, hopefully some fundamentals are on display tonight when ECU takes on Tulane. First of all, how cool was it for you, Patrick, to experience Minji's for the first time like you did Saturday? I actually wasn't there on Saturday against Houston. I was uh,
2: I was out of town on Saturday. So that was like my first game I missed, honestly, and it was the number one team. So I, I watched it on on uh, on wow. TV. I know. I, I was I like, I don't know why that disappoints me so much. Yeah, it, it should. It should. It, it disappointed disappoints me, as me well. because you couldn't well, experience it. I know. Well, it disappoints me because I was like, if, of all things to, you know, not be there for yeah. is that game. But, like, honestly, like, I, I mean, I was watching it on TV and those dudes look like grown men
1: (laughs) playing basketball
0: i was looking for you in the uh post-game presser because we were able to talk to kelvin sampson (sighs) along with michael schwartz and players so um yeah we don't get the
4: opposing coaches on a normal game
0: no but and
4: hopefully you get ron hunter tonight i know it'll be late you'll be ready to go home but he's one of the more entertaining guys in college basketball
0: uh the press conference room by the way uh patrick was not like it usually is (laughs) it was packed in there so,
4: yeah, usually it's just what five of us, something
2: like that. Yeah,
0: I mean, on average, yeah.
4: I'm looking at ECU's schedule, and at the very top, it, or excuse me, their roster uh, from when we were talking earlier with IGO. At the top, it's got the team picture. It is almost creepy to see Brandon Johnson smiling. <laughs> he never you know he has the same face yeah, at all times that's a really good point it's like a stoic kind of fate it's
2: not like me it doesn't look upset. like him right it looks like a different person <laughs> that's a good point Man. he's just always got that calm look like he's just kind of walking to class kind of look it reminds me of the movie smile
4: and it's creeping me out <laughs> look at that guy he's got he's like you having re- the best day of his life that is weird.
2: you
0: really it's weird. That
4: is weird i love brandon johnson i love his during the game the same face he keeps. Yeah, I like when he finally does get fired up and talks to the opponent and points. Now you don't I like, like it all.
0: You don't like Fran McCaffrey's stare down, but don't, <laughs> don't you love Brandon Johnson's stare downs and his points and stuff? He's
4: a player on the court. He's not a grown man in a suit. Hey, don't look at another I'm just grown really man. Asking
0: you, I'm not you mad like at it? you.
4: Calm You're, down. No, I'm not. I'm not going <laughs> to calm down. <laughs> going to get fired up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go stare at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! See. Oh, isn't no. isn't it kind
2: of
0: nice? Tell me, tell me you don't like doing that.
4: This is fun. I gotta
0: admit. A lot See now he's yeah. So now he's liking Fran. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Honestly, Chandler's handling it just about as well as the ref did. You just kind of got to take it. You just got
4: to look back at you and Sick. say, are are you done yet? Sick. All right, I changed my mind. It's fun. <laughs> Staredowns downs are cool. I hope Schwartz does one uh, tonight. He's due. All right. Uh, you want to hang out? You got nothing to do, or you need to go? Which you? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. You can follow us to uh, AJ's. I'm gonna like lasso the car and just yeah. put it in neutral and just kind of. <laughs> we'll uh, save you some gas. I like it. Uh, speaking of gas, sometimes Chandler has gas. Let's uh, open up the booty bag. <laughs> <laughs> what a transition.
7: Booty, 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 booty everywhere. <laughs> booty, 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 booty everywhere.
4: Honestly, uh, and you can attest to this, Chandler. I was gassy earlier this week. Was it the soup? Yeah, yes. probably so. All the seasoning. Man. <laughs> it, got me. it hit me hard. Chandler, it is a new month. This is March, John Rothstein. Anybody is eligible. Uh, you are eligible to win what? Uh, let's give away a $10 gift card to Familia. Familia. Go join Patrick Mason and Mason Garcia and have a nice Italian dish at Familia. I will be answering caller number four, and we'll have our winner, And we'll hear from Mike Schwartz and more from Patrick Mason when we return after this.
1: this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show
0: welcome back to the program to get the business services that are right for your business today contact the team of experienced local bankers at first bank the team includes bankers you can trust like ashley capps lee watson bonner latham chris richards josh shooting and heath nesbitt first bank together with their customers they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive first bank on arlington boulevard in greenville and congratulations to jansen kid of greenville he was the winner of a ten dollar gift card to familia familia is your place for great italian food whether it's great new york style pizzas homemade meatballs lasagna chicken parmesan or the delicious homemade desserts familia is a winning play every time for dining in or takeout make familia your go-to play when you have a hungry team familia on fire tower road near pitt community college now let's head back into prl here's your host clip
4: brock Alrighty, great job man all right look do you realize that <laughs> we only have one more break we got two segments one break left and you will have produced an entire three-hour live program video and audio my man
0: i'm not realizing it now but it'll hit me once it's over
4: yeah uh you yeah, enjoy it i'm in the moment now i know because i'm not Try thinking, to enjoy yeah. the journey man yeah. just not the not about the destination it's about the journey absolutely patrick uh chandler said something that caught your ear what was that The talking about italian food and chicken parmesan showed up in the in the read <laughs> so i feel vindicated I, <laughs> officially an yeah. italian food Congratulations to Jansen Kidd. No relation to Jason. Uh, You guys are younger than me. I remember Jason Kidd uh, in college beating Duke in the NCAA tournament as the point guard for what's cool. Oh, man, I don't know. Wait, say that again. Jason Kidd.
0: Jason Kidd.
4: This was early 90s. This was right after Duke's uh, reign of terror in the early 90s, and (laughs) it was a bit of an upset. It was the cover of sports illustrated i remember uh let me look at that cover here with jason Kidd, and it is well there's his picture oh right there boom hey does that help you out at all nope it doesn't does it could be georgia tech but it's the west coast it is cal okay cal bear was jason kidd shooting over bobby hurley on the cover of sports illustrated I love the NCAA tournament, Patrick. Yo, know, it's incredible. I uh, I saw a video
2: on Twitter. It's I, mean, I think we we always talk about this, or I always think about it. Come tournament time, when um, was it, Ron? maybe I'm thinking of two lane coach when that uh the dude on the on the scooter with the broken That's leg him. okay yeah yeah ron Hunt. yeah okay yeah he i knew, is i him. knew that i was i don't know why i was uh, doubting myself there but I'm, what i'm i'm saying is like that is like my favorite clip when the dude makes the shot and he just goes
4: flying and that dude oh my was God. his son was rj hunter yeah. this kid right who hit it in a 14-3 13-4 upset yeah it, it was That was I so don't much fun. of the team that they beat uh but yeah, that was uh what was
0: the school? I've missed it. <coughs> that I was answering the phone. uh
4: Jason Kidd went to Cal. Cow Cow Bear. Okay. He was a cow bear. But that was so much fun. Yeah. Uh you have those moments. We'll be talking about uh, our favorite upsets and buzzer beaters and moments as we get closer to the madness. Got uh, conference tournaments going on now. Got uh, the AAC tournament coming up next week in Fort Worth. So Patrick, um you're not going, right? Correct. Um, should we extend an offer to Patrick to come with a, a, a join us for our our watch along absolutely Pirate Radio Studios Ooh. next? It'll probably be Thursday at in the first game, which I believe is twelve thirty. Yeah, usually. Um, you are welcome to come hang out with us, dissect the game, talk about it, have a good time. We'll be giving away some stuff. And It'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I know it would be. I mean, tentatively, I'm in. Okay. We're uh,
0: telling you it's going to be fun. We have a tentatively have yes us. from Patrick. <laughs> I got to yeah, see
4: if it conflicts with dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, well, is that What did you miss
2: for dodgeball? Or, no, Wasn't sorry, sorry kickball. It was, yeah, the, the Bears uh, Monday night against the uh, Commanders. Oh, area. right. I didn't want to
4: do that one anyway. I'm <laughs> glad we got out of that. Um, but, yeah, we got Igo 60-40 in. I forgot to get an update from him today. Yeah. Uh, I got a feeling. I'm sure it wouldn't have been. It will <laughs> probably have been 50-50 I got now. a feeling he's not going to be here. I feel better about Patrick than I do Igo at this point. <laughs> but what re- is really going to happen is me and Chandler in here just having a good time. But I'm okay with that. If Patrick shows up, icing on the cake. If Mason Garcia shows up, great. <laughs> you never, you know, whatever. That's right. Uh, let's hear a little bit of Mike Schwartz. He spoke with the media yesterday, one day ahead of the Pirates' final home regular season game. It'll be against the Green Wave of Tulane tonight. Here's what Coach Schwartz had to say.
3: Uh, probably one of the more unique weeks uh, that looks like we're getting right ahead into with, uh, you know, three games in five days and, 9 p.m. tip tomorrow night and then get right on the road and go play back-to-back against Tulane in New Orleans and then head straight to South Florida from there before we come back and get ready for the AAC tournament. So uh, very, very challenging week, uh, obviously against one of the very best teams in this league and starting tomorrow night in Tulane. How do you? Yeah, it's great. You know, we're not that deep in terms of our, our bench and minutes. I think you just try and do what you've been doing, but you know the volume can't quite be the same. Uh, that's what we've had two really good days of practice. We've just had to shrink the time of it a little bit, and um, you know, and then you got to try and manage it throughout the game, and then in the next day and travel. And we'll see when we get there. Right now, all our focus is on. Being ready uh, by nine o'clock tomorrow night in terms of being ready for the game, we just know what a great team Tulane is. Got so much respect for Coach Hunter, their players, and their program. Uh, they're at the very top of this league for a reason, and, and uh, they're a team that I think everyone's aspiring to build their program the way they've done it. So, uh, right now, it's just trying to prepare every practice, every film session to be ready to go at nine o'clock. Is, <clears> I
7: don't know-
3: Just a long day, I mean, to be honest, you know, it's just a long day, and uh, it's a long day for them too, and I'm sure if we had our choice, we both would rather play a little bit earlier. But just a long day, and you know what? The flip side is we're very fortunate to be in a conference and be uh, in a program where we're on national TV And so if they told us to play at midnight, we'd play at midnight, and we'd all be okay with it. I've actually been a part of a midnight game before, uh, and, you know, it's just what it is. But it's a great opportunity for our conference and both programs to be on national TV, and it just happens to be a 9 o'clock tip. You're facing one of the more experienced backcourts probably in this
7: conference. Uh, How can you use that to kind of measure where your young guys have kind of
3: Progress the season. Yeah, you know, I think the the Houston game against a backcourt that's as good as anywhere in the country was Shed and Sasser, and now you're coming right back to back, and then you get them twice in the same week in terms of the backcourt that Tulane has. I mean, you know, Cooks eight for fifteen the other night from three versus Wichita State. They make fifteen threes as a team, and you, got, you know, two guys averaging twenty points a game in this league. So every night it's a challenge, but without a doubt, between Houston and Tulane this week. Uh, the top two teams in the league and you play them three times and Tulane twice back to back so from a measurement standpoint what, what you do is you, you prepare for it our guys know how good Tulane is they know how good their players are their backcourt is as you said and so now you got to go compete but uh you don't know until you get in the game until the experience factor and how talented they are and so but our guys will be ready but they got to go do it it's a big difference in being ready and going and competing against the very best and what we learned that on uh saturday night what
5: did you see in the tape on saturday night that you know are positives you can take out
3: positives would be the way we kept competing uh the way we in the second half offensively i thought we did a good job driving the basketball uh you know if we had been able to convert on free throws in the first half we got to the free throw line in the first half we just didn't make our free throws which never allowed it to even stay within striking distance in the first half uh, there were some positives. Defensively, there were some positives in the first two-thirds of the possessions, uh, but the ultimate negative was rebounding, and we knew that going into the game. You get out-rebounded by 20. we uh, give up 17 offensive rebounds, so regardless if we did any, we could have made free throws, we could have made shots. If we didn't rebound the basketball, we knew we didn't have a chance, and we didn't get the job done there, but we'll try and build on some of the things where we took care of the basketball. We only had 10 turnovers, and in the second half, we were able to get uh, you know, get to the paint and drive, and we did a better job finishing shooting 52% in the second half and, you know, had a much stronger offensively in the sec- offensive second half. Excuse me. Senior day for a
7: couple guys. Are you all honoring Dave as well as Lugy? Uh do you, do you know
3: them yet? Yes, Dave and Lugie, both uh, getting honored as seniors, and, and our guys understand the importance it is and everything those two guys have given to this program, this university, uh, you know, our guys understand this game is about them and giving back to them in terms of uh, – returning the favor of what they've done in their whole careers here, and this is the last time they get to the suit up in Menjis, and so it's a special night for them. Yeah, it means so much because not only has he brought it physically when he's gone in the game, not only has he bought in, like you said, to what we've done offensively and defensively, just his energy and positivity and leadership every day in practice, his voice, his voice in the locker room. And, and I've said this about Dave, and I'll say it about Luji. Even though Luji's played more, there's games where I know Luji wants to play more, probably the other night versus Houston. And, and I get it. I think all players want to play more but it has never affected his energy, positivity, leadership, uh, his voice in the locker room. He brings it on the court. He brings it in practice. But even games where he didn't play as much as he wanted to, you know, Stephen, he's brought it. he's brought that energy. And it's just so big for a program as you're, everyone is buying in and putting two feet into what we're doing.
4: Michael Schwartz there uh, at the end talking about Luigi Debo. I'm going to miss Luigi. I love the energy he brings uh, his – his personality as well. I've heard stories from uh, people who have taken their kids to ECU basketball camp. And Luigi has like eight kids hanging on his arms and legs. And uh, he's just one of those guys. And uh, he, um, he he's uh, he's going to be a great ambassador, I think, for ECU. And uh, he'll get on the court one final time. Tonight in Menji's Coliseum, uh, Patrick Mason will be there. I will not be there. I will not be leaving early because I will not be <laughs> going at all. So uh, I missed the first game this year and the last game, and I made everyone in between. So my pretty good attendance, I'm going to say for 2022-23.
2: Yeah, pretty good. Uh, and right. Just real quick, just talking about Luigi. I mean, he's always been a great dude, and like every time we've talked to him, like in the few times he's been to the media post game, he's just given like the most like expansive answers, thoughtful answers. He just seems like a really good dude all around, and it's fun to watch him play and just have some success when he does.
4: Uh Patrick, can I say? sometimes you are reluctant to speak when i'm speaking like you'll like feel free to just jump in with your point because <laughs> i always i talk over the guests and i try not to do it in a rude way but it's like in a you keep the conversation going like no dead spots dead air so like if i say something you can jump right in okay yeah, uh, yeah, you're a polite young man, but like you've been I on I feel enough
2: like, now. Yeah, I just feel like you know when someone's talking, you can finish your thought. You know, but. I disagree with that.
0: <laughs> it's such, a, such a nice. Guy.
4: I agree. I agree with that. <laughs> man,
2: he's too.
0: He's too nice. You're so nice, Patrick.
4: He's he's a nice guy. Let's take our final break. We'll come back. We'll look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubbuck. and get an ECU softball update when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this.
1: listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. And proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome
0: back to the show. If you missed a show on Pirate Radio, maybe you missed today's show, you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archive local programming by subscribing to us on wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your phone and visit PR927FM.com. And let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. All right, get that eye ready. Get that twitch going. About
4: time to wink because the Pirates are up 3-0. Shane Winkler, softball Pirates up 3-0 in the fifth inning. And that, that's the latest update as they are taking on Elon today. Uh, we're trying to get to thirteen and five three to start the season. That'd be a fantastic record for the Pirates. Looking at tonight, Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck ECU will host Tulane coming up late night nine o'clock. You got some conference tournament games going on. Talk more about that tomorrow on the show. Let you give you updates on what tournament games are going on. But tonight, top twenty-five action. Xavier is at Providence. Auburn at Alabama. Tristan Newton and UConn will host DePaul. It'll be uh, Stackhouse's Vanderbilt Commodores against Kentucky. Vanderbilt's been winning a lot lately. Maryland is at Ohio State. Pitt at Notre Dame. Texas at TCU. Oklahoma will be at Kansas State. And Gonzaga is hosting Chicago State. That line is 28 on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Buck. Da Buck. Patrick, thanks for hanging out. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, we'll keep the party going. Uh, come on out to AJ's. About to run some sports trivia here. I like it. In the next 30, 40 minutes or so before folks head out to Menji's Coliseum. We'll talk to you Thursday, 3 o'clock. Chandler, awesome job, buddy. Woo! Got through it, and you got through it with flying colors. We'll see you Thursday at 3 on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff Charles, take us on.
1: Great right now in eastern carolina thanks for listening to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation